I'm running out of light. Alright, guys. Oh, we're up. Oh, message. Ready. Countdown. Ready to go whenever you are, mate. Salutations, pod lovers, and welcome to another See You Next Thursday podcast. Today, we have a rip-roaring show for you. We have a legendary panel consisting of life-forgotten men and reprobate. Gracing our presence this week, we have Tristan, Ed001, a man who goes out on the town with Peter Beersley to make Beersley look handsome. Next, <laughs> we have Billy, Ed025, who is spearheading the Raffer Out campaign at Goodison Park because Everton didn't beat West Ham. And last but not least, we have Rob, our Aussie icon. And Rob, I only have one thing to say to you, mate. You are <laughs> the maddest to me. The ground that you walk, the air that you breathe. Someday you'll discover I don't want the world to believe me. You're all the matters, baby. All the matters to me. As you like that, Rob? Oh, beautiful. Loved it. <laughs> God, nobody's listening. <laughs> Was you touched and moved, Rob? Yeah, in my car I am, yeah. Don't ask what he was texting, God's sake. <laughs> oh, how are we, lads? Thanks. Yeah, I'm... very good, thank you. I was cool, okay, cool. but now my ears are hurting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads, we've got a lot to crack on with today. Should we start with last week's Premiership action? Right, come on then. Right, so... All right, so ba 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 ba. Shall we? Let's begin with the PS de Resistance. Watford versus Liverpool, which somehow only ended five 0 to Liverpool, could have been a rugby score. Um, it was a masterclass. I'm uh, I'm still purring from that performance. Clinic, whatever you want to call it, whatever adjective you want to attach to it. Any superlative or platitude I give it will not do it any justice. Um. For me, for 65 minutes, it was complete and utter domination. I've never seen a first half so one-sided, and that's not being me being biased either. Um, I'm not sure anybody had an off day, but um, even the much maligned cater. All right, let's talk about some let's talk about some standouts. Um, all right, obviously, first and foremost, uh, Salah. Um, I've got a list of things. I've got a list of. Uh, Things he did, so just harp in when you're ready. Um, um, outside of his boot pass to Mane for the goal, his goal better for me. His goal was better than City goal because he had a ball, he had the ball on the string. Let, 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 guys, give us your opinion on the game first, and we'll go through uh, my notes. Right, I'll start. Can I start? Right, go for it, uh, Billy. Go for it, mate. I thought Liverpool were excellent. But they were up against probably the worst side I've ever seen in the Premiership. And I'm not saying that just because I'm an Evertonian. I'm saying it because they were absolutely pathetic. As a football team, they offered nothing. They offered no fights. They were disorganised. And they were an absolute shambles. I'm taking nothing away from Liverpool, by the way, who played really well. But let's be fair, they were up against nothing, really. Absolutely nothing. Hmm. How much, how much of that was down to how well Liverpool played, though? Because they never gave them the ball at all. 
to actually get themselves over. He never looked for the ball, Tristan. They constantly moved them around. There was always players hassling and harrying the moment they did lose the ball. I'm not so sure that it's the Watford are as bad as, you, as you're saying. I don't think they were terrible, don't get me wrong, but I think they were made to look far worse than they actually are. That is the point. I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm not, I'm not arguing that Liverpool, you know, played really well. They did. They passed the ball brilliantly. Took the goals well. Really good. But, to be fair, Watford offered very, very little, did they? At least maybe you see a side that, you know, are organised like that. At least they've got a bit of fight in them. They showed absolutely nothing. And that's not being biased. I just thought they were as bad as Liverpool were good. But, you know, fair play to Liverpool, they won the game, and, and they scored some great goals, so, you know, I'm, that might be me being a bit better there. <laughs> Rob? Yeah, just like, like you said, one of the most dominating performances I've ever seen. Um, didn't let off until, obviously, the subs came later. Um, we didn't have Fabinho and Allison playing either, so, you know, I was still confident going into that even with them coming back. And then as soon as I saw Danny, Danny Dump Truck Rose starting, I knew that um, I knew <laughs> they were going to be in trouble. Good to see Cla- uh, Claudio Ranieri back in England. I've always kind of liked him. So it's good to see his character yeah. and all that back then. I agree. But, I agree. But yeah. just yeah. out of domination. Uh, Trent, uh, Tristan? Yeah, same. It was just an absolute hammering and they were completely outclassed by a much better team. It's- and it wasn't even see, a full-strength team. That's the best thing about it. I see Billy's point. If that would have been a a City or a Man United or a Chelsea, whatever, of course, I don't think the, the result would have been the same with the personnel we have. I get that. But it was... And I know that Watford had two two defenders out, or two centre-backs out as well. Yes, I, I agree with Billy. It was a weakened team. But you've still got to go out there and perform to that high elite level, which they did. And this was on the back of, you've got to appreciate, is this a Saturday afternoon, a Saturday lunchtime kickoff on the back of an international uh, international week as well. So all these players were tired. They played, uh, a majority of them have played two or three games in seven to ten days. So there's all those, um, you've got to take all that into consideration as well. And that's why I thought it was such a magnificent performance because there was jet lag, there was tiredness, there was fatigue. Um, and to pull out a level of performance like that was astonishing, in my opinion. And yeah. again, you've got to just play... You've just got to play what's what's put out there. Like, what for, I mean, I don't think they're that as bad as you're saying, Billy. I mean, but... Um, I understand where you're coming from. It was a weakened team and we completely outclassed them in every way, shape or form. But as Tristan said, you know, was that down to Liverpool being just having a phenomenal day? I'm not, uh, maybe, or was it uh, a weakness of uh, Watford that they, their team wasn't that great? A bit of both, maybe. But the fact is, we did what we did to them and it was it was such a joy to see. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm saying, Liverpool, I just thought they were very poor, that's all. Let, let, let's thanks, Billy. Let's talk about Salah now because I think everybody's had. Um, I think we should talk about, a little bit about Salah because everybody's had their their say on whether he's the best player in Europe or on the planet at the moment. Um, just let, let, let's just talk about him for a second, man. That 
that that pass from the with the outside of his boot uh, for the first uh, for Mane's goal, it was just. I mean, it was. I'm speechless. I'm still speechless at that. That, that the, the audacity and the cheek of it, the temerity and the class of what he did, and then he scored that goal. I mean. For me, that goal was better than the, the silly goal because at not one millisecond of that um, sequence did he was he out of control. Never he had he he controlled that football until he got it until he scored. So for me, that was a uh, that was a better goal than the city goal because I remember in, in the city goal he got lucky to get through. He got a ricochet or he, to get through Rodri or something. It was um, literally the guy was unplayable for twenty minutes. I mean, I've never seen a a first 20 minutes of a game from any player that domineering. Um, so a couple of questions, guys. Um, is he the best in the world at the moment? Will he sign that contract? Should Liverpool break the bank for him? He's the best player on the at the moment, as far as I'm concerned. And What's that, buddy? He's the best player on the planet at the moment, and I don't think anyone can deny that. He's having a fantastic time, and uh, for me, the goals he's scoring, he's so integral to all that Liverpool do. He not only scores the goals, he sets up chances as well, and he's unplayable at the moment. And so, if I was Liverpool, I'd be breaking the bank to keep hold of him. Rob, Tristan? Well, for me, he's just, he's, just, he's just getting better and better. Like, every season that goes on, it's not like <clears throat> he's regressing or you're seeing signs of regression. He's just getting better and better. And he's been doing this for so long now. The opposition defenders, they know what he's going to do, but it's like they just can't stop it. Like Billy said, he's integral to nearly everything we do going forward. He scores, he sets up goals. I don't think we're going to afford to let him go. I think we have to tie him down. Yeah. I think that's a bit. That's going a bit far. You could just offer him a new contract, mate. That's what Well, so they don't escape. It's the only way. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> like yours is the only way. Yeah. Um, was going to say? Yeah, but I mean, we really are screwed without him. I mean, if he gets injured, we are. Uh, goodbye any type of silverware he's that important because I think there would be such a golfing class if he if he if he gets injured that um, that doesn't even bear thinking about I mean I, re- I mean I'm not trying to be an alarmist or um, anything but if he actually gets if he gets injured for any amount of time I think that's goodbye to any trophy this season what about if what about Af- him going away yeah the AFCON could be eight games. Yeah, it's eight games, but those eight of those games are six of those games are FA Cup and Carabao Cup. And I think I think the clubs and the countries are having a, a conversation about them only being done for four. I think he only missed two league, uh, two Premiership games, and the rest are Carabao Cup and FA Cup. Thanks. There's actually there's two other there's two other Premiership games, but I think they're trying to get that um, that they get released in a week later in January, so they don't miss those two games, which are I think Man United and Chelsea, I believe. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not hundred percent certain, but I know they're talking about those games to let them go a week later. So they're trying to get some kind of uh, 
understanding between club and country. It is a ridiculous situation. These internationals at this time, you know, they're, they're, all this, all the pandemic regulations, they just should be scrapping them for a few, just hold them off for a year. Do you, why do they have the AFCON in the middle of the season? Is it because of weather? Yeah. It's too hot to have it in the summer, right? In the north it is, yeah. It's usually held in the north, so they hold it in the oh, summer. Wow. I've always thought that was done. It's uh, their summer, obviously, is the other way around. You know that. I've always thought that was weird because you, the 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 paying the club that the the people that pay the wages should be dictate when they go off. Then you can't have a federation telling you, right, we're having a we're having a um, a tournament in the middle of the season. I don't understand that. Well, it's the way it's. Nothing to do with the clubs, is it? It's a, it's a national thing, and it was around long before, you know, there was so many African players go playing for European clubs. Um, why should they change their setup to suit the Europeans? To be fair, that's understandable. That's understandable. Any other um, any other uh, standouts or any other mentions about the game? Um, I know it was a long time ago. Firmino was brilliant. Sure about, I'd like to mention Bobby Firmino. Actually. <laughs> I, I, I actually thought he was the best player on the pitch. Other he scored three goals. <laughs> but but he, for 30 minutes, he, he, he could have had a watch from Chiesa. He was that bad. But for set up by the same token, he scored three goals. He was there in the right position. But I think you're missing the whole the the difference he made. He was chasing back forty fifty yards at a time and winning the ball back possession wise and that. He did give a, have a few loose passes, but he can't have had that many because like they didn't touch the ball for most of the half. So how could he have been that bad? <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible for him to have been as bad as you're making out. And let, you know, they'd have had to given the ball away every time he had it, and they'd have had a lot more possession if he'd have done that. So I think you're okay, just seeing what you want to see, Bill. Possibly, possibly. Billy, listen, Billy. I see where you're coming from, Billy. So the question is, guys, Tristan, Rob, Billy, has Bobby Firmino's level dropped from his irrefutable best? Is he still the player he was? For me, I was just going to say the problem was he started off the first half. He was what he was doing is he was trying his flicks and tricks that he does, and a few of them didn't come off. And then they started to come off, and that was when, the, you know, that was when it went well for him. But for the first few minutes, things just didn't go his way. You know what I mean? When he's trying these clever flicks and that, they're just not coming off. And it happens when you're a player like that. That's I'm talking general. I'm was, not talking just. He I'm not dropped, talking he in isolation. Off, but he's not being. He's not been fully fit for a while, like. Last season, I'm... all of the players were, were at their best. They were playing a totally different game. Yeah. So he wasn't able to play the game he was playing because they were having to play, you know, less put less energy into every match. They were having to take it a bit more cautious because they were playing games so often they didn't have time to recover. So they weren't, yeah. so he wasn't, his, most of his game, it's like in that game, if you look at what he did, his work rate off the ball, chasing back and winning the ball back, even though the commentator kept kept giving the credit to a different player every time, even though he was the one mostly he was doing, you know, he was chasing back and winning the ball in his own half, 
that kind of thing he couldn't do last season, and that's that's a huge part of his game. His so, race. so you're saying that Bobby Firmino has lost none of his. Um, no, I'm verb. saying. No, I'm saying he he had a bad season last season, but yeah. the the circumstances were against the, you know his style of play, so it's hard to tell whether he just had a bad season or you know whether his form was dipped. It. Or whether it had just because of the circumstances made it a bad season. So yeah. and it, the only way we'll know is how is when this season gets go, going properly. Like obviously it's too early to tell. Yeah, he's been injured for a, for a most you know at the start, and then he didn't you know Jota kept his place for obvious reasons because he was scoring. I think I think there's been a drop in performance by Bobby, and whereas I'm not sure. And I don't know whether that drop in performance is, like you're saying, is due to he's not going to get it back, or it's because it's not he's not been playing much because of the pandemic. There's been a, a, a general consistent, a general lack of consistency across the board with every team player, etc. So as you say, it'll be interesting to see what happens here on in for the next few games. Um, um, any other guy, guys? Anybody else you want to talk about in the what? Anything else with the Watford game? I thought Trent was very good as well. Mm. I think everything goes through him down that right hand side, and uh, he, he's so exceptional. Now he's not the number one first choice uh, fullback for England is beyond me. I think he's <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> and yeah, he's. He's, he's outstanding, isn't he? Absolutely outstanding. He's the best in the world, yet he can't get in the England team. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It beggars belief. It does, yeah. He's beyond me. He's been having a fantastic season. When he, play, when he played, like, I know he's had a couple of injuries, but he's such a good player, and everything seems to come to it. I think he's a fantastic player. You've got to wonder how Southgate's not getting crucified for the decision to leave him out so often, especially as he has like 14 full right backs in his squad usually as well. Because he's reached the Europe, he reached the final of the European Championship. I mean, he's justified in leaving him out. No, he isn't, because the moment they played a good team, they lost again. No, but that, that doesn't get that doesn't get taken into account because the optics will show that. He got to the final of a big tournament, and that's his remit to win, get to finals and or win them. So he's. Just, I mean, I could if, if they said to me, "Well, why are you playing Trent?" I'd be saying, "Well, listen, I got to a final without him. So what is the problem?" I'm not saying I don't want him in the team. Of course, I want Trent in the team because I think he's the problem best. Problem is, Abed, he's the best right back that England have got, and he's not getting picked by the manager. And Anyone who watches football, who watches Liverpool, knows that. And yeah, you, know, you, you, cannot, you cannot say that he's not the best, best right back in England. Certainly yeah, in England. but Phil, oh, Phil well. that's been that's been that's been, a pro, that's been a contention for England managers past and present for since year dot since England. Uh, Football, international football started. Look at all the times, I don't know, Robbie Fowler didn't get into the team. Then, you know, like, um, Venables didn't play certain players, you know? 
Yeah, but this yeah. Is, different different play different play. There's options. There, there, there was better options. You know, there was arguably better options than these there other go, players arguably, you talk about. Arguably. But there is nobody arguably better. There's not even an argument for any English right back being better than opinion, Trent at the moment. In, no, that's not in an your opinion. opinion. That's it's, there is no argument to make for Kyle Walker being it's better the, than him. He's crap. Of course he's there's an argument the player. to make. There's not an argument to make that he's as good as There is an argument to make because it's not all, it's all City subjective. Not even City fans would give, you that, would give you an argument about but that. Tristan, it's, 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 it's the, he's not picking him because he's got something personal against him. He is because he's a bellend. Let's be honest. Southgate is a yeah, bellend who knows nothing about football. That's why he's not picking him. But he's him. got a Euro final. It doesn't I mean, matter. How he... He's still shit. Otherwise he'd have yeah, won but, it. Yeah, but the no, but there's other teams that listen. He's not picking him because he feels in that system he he wants to play other players, right? He wants to play a left back or right back. I listen. I don't agree with it, but I can appreciate his opinion. Do you know what I mean? And that's like no, I said. I there's can't. always been there's always been um, uh, international like like Scotland didn't play Alan Hansen at times. You know, like so. He's the, he was the best, probably one of the best centre backs in the world at the time, and they didn't play him. So yeah, a manager had their opinion. Understand? I really do see what you're saying. The only thing for me is that you, and like an international manager, got to play his best side. He's got to play his best players if he wants to be successful. And I don't think that the people who play in front of Trent are better than him. And I think it is a personal thing with him. I don't think he can even rate him. But no, I think it, it's, he doesn't oh. rate his defending, defending skills. That's what it is. He doesn't, he's not 100%. But he's better than Walker. He's better a defender than Walker. So I don't see how that can be, you know, that can be an argument. Again, it's just, there is no argument. There's not one aspect. The only thing that Walker's better at is running. He's quicker. That's it. It's all subjective and it's all kind of conjecture. Yeah, it is, yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. It is, yeah. Guys, I just want to... wrong, but I... I just yeah. want to go back... To, to, to quickly go back to the Salah situa uh, situation. One more question. He's 30, coming on to 30. He wants a... And I want to ask each of you yes or no, basically, and elaborate if you will, um, if you want to. Um, should Liverpool, bearing in mind all the... T I mean, this guy is the best... I suppose, undisputably now, the best player on the planet. All the best players on the planet are getting four, five hundred a week, right? Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski probably, De Bruyne's going to come into that category with his contract signing, right? Should he be given the money that he is on par with his peers? Um, yes or no? I mean, I personally feel... Listen, we can't nickel and dime the guy. The guy is the best in the world, and it just sends out a really, really bad message to people who are coming. To, other players are going to come to sign for Liverpool that we don't pay what you're worth, so they'll go up somewhere else to go and get it. What do you think, Rob? For, for me, can I go? Take it in turns, mate. Yeah, each one. Of you. I'm, I'm asking you a question. Should basically okay. should 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 FSG pay what he's worth, even though he's going to be 33. FSG don't make the decision. What's that, mate? FSG don't make the decision. It's nothing to do with FSG. Who makes it? The club does. 
the CEO. What? So that's Hogan, or is that um, uh, Warner? Is that? I forget um, who it is now because it's hasn't he hasn't it changed? Change, I forget. But anyway, whoever it is, the CEO makes it. Not FSG don't sign off on. They don't get that involved in the club. Wow. Right. The, the only problem for me is that he should play, pay some of the money. He's worth it. He should be on the same money as the top premium players, which is Bappy, uh, Messi, Ronaldo. He's every bit as good as them. You've got to pay the right. money. Right. But, but there's a, another thing here where I can imagine Van Dyke's agents and other players' agents will be knocking on the door saying, He's just got a 50% or 70% pay rise. We want some parity with that, you know. And, and now I don't think FSG or the club can afford to pay that them sort of wages to everyone like PSG can. And that's going to be the problem. But they've got to keep all the salary. He's more than half the team, I'm afraid. He, he needs to sign him up. That's my opinion. Trent, I mean, Troy Trist, uh, Rob, what do you think? <laughs> I, I think you've got to sign him up. But I don't think you're going to have the issue of Van Dyke saying he wants to save money because clearly Salah's the best in the world, so he deserves the highest paid. Plus the amount of money he brings in in terms of, like, um, merchandising sales, etc., the sponsorship deals that are, that are coming in because he's there and stuff like that, he, it's a huge difference to the club. You've got to keep him. Mm. Yeah. Even though... Yeah. Even, go on, Rob. Sorry, mate. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I completely agree. You, you've got to keep him. Um, I just love how we're in the position now of you know, not having to sell our best players like we, we've had to in the past. And I think we've got to make the most of it with a player like Sulla. So I think we have to keep him. Um, if he has to get paid more, then, then so be it. Um, I don't know. I just think a player of that calibre who, like I said before, is only getting better and better, showing no signs of slowing down, you know, scoring ridiculous goals time and time again. I don't, I don't think we're going to afford to lose him. Even give him, even if a player is thirty-three years of age on four five hundred thousand a week, you still give him that contract. If he's playing, at, if he's playing at the level that he still is, then I don't see. But what if he isn't? What if he isn't? That's the fair, right? That if he, mm -hmm. I think that's the fair, Rob. Guys, I think what. You don't want to be paying a 33-year-old 400, 500 grand a week when he's not performing to the level he is now. It's not, it's not about now. That's no question. Where does that leave you? Where does that leave you? Have it? Does, it, does it then, if Salah goes, you've got to pay 70 or 80 million to get someone in yeah. Yeah. and pay them wages? Exactly. It's not uh, cost-effective. It, it's not good to get rid of some and trying to replace him and paying 60, 70 million for someone to do that and the wages on top. I think it's, it's the, the same, most... and it's, it's the same anyway, no matter who you sign, it, uh, you know, whatever length contract you give them, no matter what age they are, there's still the risk that, like, they're not going to live, you know, they're going to, their yeah, performance yeah, level will drop the yeah. minute they sign a new contract because that quite often happens with players. So, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's always a risk, but he's worth it. You just got to say the way he's playing right now, the way he's been improving. You've just got to get. You've got to take the risk, haven't you? You've got to say to yourself, in my opinion, you've got to say to yourself, look, it's all about now, right? He's in the best position. He's got us over a barrel. He has. He's got Liverpool over a barrel, yeah. and it's 
fortunate for him and unfortunate for FSG. So they've got to just put it down to bad timing, bad luck, or whatever it is. They're going to be paying a 33-year-old four, five hundred thousand a week, no matter what happens. So they've just got to mark this down as an unfortunate situation because they're going to get the. They're going to get. You never know. In 33, he may be playing great stuff still, but. They've just got, to, just got to put it down to whatever it is and just give him that contract because you're right, guys. Without him, we're, we're snookered. We really are screwed because the emotional, psychological... Um, uh, can you imagine the, the psychological um, situation you go through if he leaves? You're going to leave all that confidence. that he, I mean, everybody loves him as well. He's, he's so ingratiated into that team and the team ethic and the ethos. You've just mm. got to give him the money. You've just got to. There's no other choice. You know, I, I don't see how... If they if they don't offer him the contract, that's going to be a massive, massive uh, black mark against him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I guys. think whoever, whoever that's brought in, just say he doesn't sign a new deal, the worst case scenario for us, and he moves on, and we cash in on him. I feel like whoever, yeah, you can go out and spend the money. You can go out and spend 70 to 80 million on another player. But I think whoever you get in is not going to play the level that he, he is and has been. So I think I think you just can't afford to lose him. Yeah, but if you cash in on him, how much are you going to make? Because he's only got a year and a half left and two years left on his contract, isn't he? After this, after this season? Is it a year? Yeah. Or is it two years? One, isn't it? After this season. You're not, so Bob, really, you're not cashing in on him, really. How much oh, you know get? what I mean. You know, well, I understand if, if, you're selling, but you're not going to get. Yeah, sorry, no, mate. No, mate. I'm just no. saying, you, if you, if he's got, he's not going to sign, right? If he signs, he's going to. I mean, if he doesn't sign, right, that means at the end of this season he's got a year left. So really, you're going to not going to get as much as you could have done if he had two or three years on his contract. So it's not worth cashing in. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Probably wrong, wrong wording in terms of cashing in, but regardless, if we lose him as a player, what I should have said is, is if we lose him as a player, um, whether you know whether it's big money, small money, because he's renting yeah. his contract. So whoever whoever that's brought in, yeah, you can go out and get a really good quality winger, but I just don't think that they can play to the level he does. You know how he conducts himself, how he goes about himself. His performances, you know, each and every week to to be in that bracket of the best player currently in the world, you can't replace that at the moment. So, regardless if he's twenty nine, I still think we should sign him. I, I, I just I don't I really don't want to lose a player like him. Yeah, I re- thanks, Rob. I really believe that we have got a generational talent on our hands. We've got a Ronaldo, a Brazilian Ronaldo, a Portuguese Ronaldo. We've got a Ronaldinho type player. But, you know, do you, do you get what I'm saying? That's how important this guy is to us mm. that's what he brings to the team he brings that kind of world-class um attitude kind of thing he's like a zidane you know that th- those type of players only come along once in a while you just don't mm. throw those players away he is he fits as well doesn't he he fits with everything the club's trying to do there he sets up goals he make he makes other people play better if he's not there Liverpool are an, an all-touring in the champion, in championship race. 
Dot a Chelsea, dot a an 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 uh, no, 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 relegation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? They, they they become just another another top side, and not the outstanding side that they are. Without totally agree, totally agree, but Billy, totally agree with you. Um, as I said, we lose him for any amount of time, or he goes. Like you say, Billy, we're just in. We're not outstanding. We're just a good side. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah, we're top four. Yeah. All just right, before right. we move on, um, Sorry, just, the, the last thing I want to touch up on was with the, on the Trent debate for England. Um, look, at the end of the day, if he has any sort of lineage that connects him to Australia and he wants to play, you know, every international <laughs> game, we're more than happy to have him down here. So. If he's listening, yeah, he's Trent, we'll love you. He's got he's a criminal record. That, all that work. They make him prime minister. Do you want to just talk while we're on the subject? While we, so we can just put Liverpool to bed. Should we talk about the Atletico Madrid game midweek? Yeah. Tristan? Can do, yeah. Who's, who's taking it then? You go for it. Go well, on, you take it, Tress. All right, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's just another mental performance. I mean, it's just the same. You know, dominating the game. It was 2 0 up and cruising and just silly errors. For some reason, Van Dyke just looked absolutely lost. He, he was turning the wrong way. He was not watching, you know, caught ball watching, not concentrating on what was happening around him. and and Matty was no better either. They were just a pair of them had shocking games, and that was where the problems lay. Thank and Kato. Well, I wasn't even going to mention him because he was so bad. I mean, that goal he scored, brilliant goal, and yet he still managed to put in the worst performance I've ever seen and had to get the hook because of it. When you score a goal that good, you shouldn't be getting the hook at half-time, should you? shouldn't be possible. What would you make of it? Um, very happy that we got the win. Um, always good to beat Atletico for our own reasons. You know, takes me back to last season. Um, it was it was a hard game to watch from a Liverpool's perspective. Uh, some of the antics and and oh, things like yeah. that, Matt Atletico would would driving me up the wall. You know, I, I was I was watching it before work. I had work at that started at, at halftime. So I was walking around with the phone in my pocket, trying to watch it, and you know I was I was getting real frustrated with some of the things that they were trying to do, and the amount of whining and complaining was driving me up the wall. So that made it even sweeter to beat them. Um, very important win. Um, you know, people are going on talking about the penalty. You know, my, my friends and things like that. No, no debate. You know, no bias here. Our, our penalty, clear penalty. Theirs was a clear dive. Um, very, very happy to beat them. Very, ha- very happy to stick it to one of the best teams in in Europe. And yeah, just top in the group, cruising, you know, in the Champions League. Very happy. I well, let's ta- let's touch upon that um, penalty that they got in the last few moments. I honestly didn't think it would get chalked off. I thought the referee had some real stones to. Yep. Um, uh, to chalk that off and negate that. Um, I, re- I I don't think, personally, when I looked at it, I didn't think it was a dive. When I looked at it closer and closer, 
I'm still 50. Last season, that would have been given. Um, I'm still 50-50 over it. I'm glad it wasn't given. But I can see if it why it was given, if it had stood. Why? Sorry, I don't understand. Why would it? I, I it just, wasn't a, I just, it wasn't a penalty. No way. Okay, well, I, I, as I said, I could see why it was given. I just thought he went across him and, he, and I, I thought, listen, there was a little bit of contact. I'm not saying enough to give a penalty, but... I'm glad he didn't give it. I didn't scrutinise scrutinise it that much, but um, I'm glad. But the referee could have been swayed by the crowd and the home crowd, etc., and all the antics and everything. And he, I'm so glad he didn't give it. He was a brave, brave man. Mm. Um, let's. Uh, what was the? Um, so you thought that it, the the fact that. Salah, I mean, sorry, Cater got taken off at half-time and, and Klopp's was at pain to say that it wasn't tactical. But it really was. He was having a stinker and they were bypassing him uh, all over the place. And when Fabinho came on, there was a lot of uh, a more a lot more stability, um, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, first goal that we conceded from the from the short corner where oh. Lamar just skips, skips past Cater as if he's not there. Plays a ball across goal, you know, it, just it, bang, bang, bang the back in the mixer, got a flick on. But it was the second goal where um, I think it was Yao Felix again just went past Kater like he wasn't there. But it, it's Van Dyke, wrong turn, rule. Yeah. It's not just they went past him so easy, it's that he made no effort to get back. The Lamar one, the first one, he had plenty of time to get back and still make another challenge. But he was just stood watching instead. That's yeah. what's frustrating. It's the laziness and the lack of effort, lack of desire. And he, wa- and he wasn't in the box when he t- went past him either, so he could have just taken him out. When he took him down the byline, it wasn't as if, if, if he was in the penalty box. If he just went past him, he could have just taken him out. But like you say, yeah. no desire. There's no desire to actually even... Foul a player just for your team, you know. It, it was just a weird performance. I've seen more than enough of of Kato, you know, for for his Liverpool career, and you know, I don't want to I don't want to slag him off too much or say you know some harsh things, but he's he's just got to go. That's just my opinion. I think he's got to be moved on. You know, take take a loss. It was you know, well, I had high hopes of him when he first joined, but like Tris said, very lazy, constantly injured, and. Yeah, just take a loss, move on, and replace him with someone else. Let's just... Yeah, you're right, mate. I, I agree with you there. I just also... Uh, um, again, I think... I personally... I know... Listen, Tristan, I know you said that you felt we dominated the game. And I don't know how you feel, Billy. I just, I don't, uh, but I felt we didn't dominate that game. I just felt we weren't that good as... Uh, we weren't in domination mood anyway because they were getting past us. They were going over us. They were the, the, the defenders were in no man's land plenty of time. I just didn't feel that we at times we were hanging on. But again, it's all about it's all subjective. It's all perspective. I see things differently to obviously what you guys do. Um, but to go there and beat a team in their own stadium that haven't been beaten there for four years is is a great result. So we're nine points now. Um, and with the uh, with the destiny in our own hands in that in that group of death. Hats um, off so to Allison as well for you know he he saved our ass a few yeah. times so 
you know, great, love him. Great performance. Great point. Great point. Great point. Guys, should we move on to um, uh, the next preview, uh, review in the next uh, Premiership game in match day uh, eight of thirty-eight? Um, Billy, did you watch Southampton Leeds United? Did anybody watch that? I didn't watch the Southampton Leeds game to be honest with you. I watched both of them, but I didn't one, watch Southampton Leeds. One nil to Southampton. Um, anybody watch it? No, I, I didn't watch them. Alright, oh, well let's let's move on to Norwich Neil Brighton Neil. Anybody watch that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't All right, which, game I, which game was it that was on? I think it was. I can't remember which game I watched now. I think it was Leicester. Oh, right, let's move, let's move on. on. This is. <laughs> Aston Villa Wolves, two, three two to Wolves at, uh, at Villa's ground. Anybody watch that? Yeah, I did. I watched that. Uh, Villa were really good first half. It, no, Wolves played all right. Don't get me wrong, first half, and uh, it was very much a Nuno uh, performance by Wolves. They they started off very sluggish, but I had a bit of the ball, but Villa were on top. And how they actually lost that game is beyond me. Uh, Wolves in the second half played a lot better. Uh, they come on really strong. I don't, I don't think they deserve to win. I, don't, I, I thought a draw would have been a fairly goal. But two good sides, and it was quite a good entertaining game to watch. Um, Bill, you say it was a Nuno performance, isn't it? Um, actually, that, that, that's a bit... Um Surprising because I like that new manager. He plays a more expansive yeah. type of football, you know. Yeah, That's what I'm problem. saying, a Nuno performance is that uh, a trace of Wolves last season was that they started off very slowly in all the games and were either behind or level coming right. to our time and then picked up in the second half. That was Nuno's trace of last season for me. And I think it's done that sort of thing. They, they, they in the game in the first half, really. Like, there's some decent stuff, but never threatened. And that second half, we just far, did far better. You know, it's just one of them games where, you know, they win in the game, and then they come out with a win. It was just one of them games for me. I, um, it's in, interesting to see that, um, like, Villa have got, um, all these new shiny toys kind of thing, right? with the new players they have. But Wolves are higher in the table than them. And everybody's lauding Villa because of the way they play, etc. So that's a very interesting juxtaposition, I think. Yeah, it is, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, they were saying on the Wolves site that the radio were talking about a bunch of teams, like Leeds, etc., talking about how they're getting on in Southampton and that. And then, you know, how they're you know, mid-table and all that sort of thing. And then they went to Wolves, and they were saying about them struggling against relegation. And, like, they were above all the teams that they'd been <laughs> yeah. discussing before. So it's like, how are they the ones that are <laughs> struggling against relegation? Yet mm-hmm. somehow, that is the talk in the media. Yeah. I mean, as uh, as Abbott said, I, I you know I really like the manager. I think he plays good stuff. But uh, he went sluggish first half, and well, all credit to them for the way they battled back. I thought they were out of it at two nil, and you know, good uh, fair play to them to get a result like that. Took a lot of confidence. Does anybody know how their new players are getting on? Uh, Bailey, um, obviously, Bailey we know all about injured. 
Okay. Yeah. He plays really Who's well, the but two? then he gets injured. Bundia. Who's the other two? Bundia. I think he's having a tournament. He's, he he's playing now, but he hasn't been in the t- He's been struggling to get in the team. Twanzibay, you, you're going to say the other one, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that... that... They bought him from Man United. Yeah, right? the defender. Logan, yeah, he's yeah. playing yeah. as well today. So, but he... Danny Ings is doing well. Yeah, Ings. that's right. Yeah, Danny Ings. Oh, he's a class player, mate. He'll fit in anyway. He's one of those players that just seamless transitions into uh, teams. Getting on the score sheet regularly, so I'm I'm happy for him. I always liked him. But since I mean, he's played... there, Watkins has struggled alongside him. Mm. They don't seem to have gelled well. Do they play two up front? Yeah. I thought they just... Oh, didn't they just play... Walk, who was playing up with Watkins? Trezeguet then or something? No, he wasn't playing. He was playing a front three last time, last season. But this season he's been playing Watkins and Ings together and now he's playing Buendia behind them. And what, what's the... Is, is Buendia been playing or has he been injured? He's not been in the team. He's only just got in the team. Cause he's, I don't no. think he's fully fit. Don't think he was seen as fit enough for the way they play or something. I don't know. He just hadn't made the team. I can't remember what it was. Do you think, in hindsight, they would have preferred to keep Grealish and not have the money and buy these players? Or would they they happy that... Sorry? They couldn't have bought the players without selling Grealish. That's what what I'm saying. So, in hindsight, do you think they'd wish they'd kept the money? Uh, Sorry, kept the player? And... Right. Okay. No, they're definitely a better team without Greenwich. Mm. Fair, enough. Fair enough. What do we make oh, of um, John McGinn? He stepped up. He's looking really good. I like him. Yeah, I like McGinn. Everybody has really good things to say about him. I don't think I've never I haven't watched him enough. But all the play, all these sorry pundits love him. What type of player? He's all hats. He's just a, he's a hard-working central midfielder. Proper old-fashioned yeah. box-to-box one, really, isn't he? Can he fit our team, uh, uh, Tris? Yeah, he'd play one of the two in front of Fabinho. He'd be brilliant. Maybe someone to get in instead of Kayla. Well, That's sadly, you know, it's hardly much of a... You, know, yeah, <laughs> you can pretty much get me mother in and it'd still be an upgrade on Kayla, let's be honest. Tom Davis should get it before him. Oh, we'll go that far, Bill. You, you're pushing it up. <laughs> yeah, but you're paying, you're paying premiership prices for that guy. You know, so he's not going to be value for money. Yeah, I remember we we'll, we linked with him in the last window. I don't know how you know true the interest was, but I, I remember his name was floating around in, in uh, the end of the season, just, just gone. Him, yeah, him and Tillman's as well. There was a lot of... Mm. Yeah. Tillemans, um, I'm sure, will get talking to of the United game. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's next. You want to crack, crack on without Leicester four, United two. You want to um, go with that, Rob? So, with with my work being on Sunday mornings at seven, and the uh, the daylight savings now pushing the games forward one hour, the midnight games have gone to one a.m. and so so on. So it's getting real hard for me to watch a lot of these other games that aren't Liverpool over the weekend. So this weekend, yeah. the only game I watched was Liverpool and I watched a bit of the United and uh, Manchester United and Leicester game before I had to go to bed. Okay, mate. Um, how about Tristan, uh, Billy, did any of you guys watch it? Which Sorry, which yeah, one? Yeah, I watched it. 
Leicester 4, Man United 2. Oh, I watched it, yeah. I watched that one. I enjoyed for that. Some reason, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I'm watching United this season. It's just... I never watched it like, <laughs> like, all the season before, but... Um, Billy, what did you think, Tristan? Billy? I thought, uh, I thought it was a really good game, actually. But, uh, you know, United, when he went 2-1 up, I thought, you know, they're going to beat Leicester. All credit to Leicester. They, uh, they don't give up, you know. They battle. And United are still a disjointed team. As much as I like watching, I do like watching United. But they are a very poor side. A lot of good players, but that's a team... They're still very poor. And, and, you know, we've got the match coming up on Saturday. Bill does the biggest game in the Premiership. And they, they still don't look like a side to me. Although, things can happen. But I can't see United beating Liverpool this week. This week. Things you, change um, when it's a match like that, though. It's like any derby. Yeah, match. Goes yeah of course it does go out the window because the players actually play to their, to their highest level. Yeah, but, yeah but they just don't look like a team, do they? They don't, uh, they don't play as a unit, they don't play as a team. You know, there are, there are 11 individuals who play their own game, and they've got no no gumption about them. You know, they can't fight, they can't battle. They couldn't hold on to a 2-1 lead. And, and against Leicester, they had better players. Every player on the United side, I'd say, basically... Was is a better player than the Leicester team? Really? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think individually, better. Was Fred playing? Yeah. Then I can't, I can't have that. <laughs> There's just no way Fred's better than anyone on the any team. And Evans is a better defender than anything United have got. Johnny Evans is a wonderful defender, to be fair. Yeah, that's yeah, fair enough, yeah. You can't tell me Maguire's any good. He was, oh, he's not as bad as people make out, you know. He's not as bad as people make out Maguire for me. He's, he's terrible, Bill. He is Do you bad. think so? I think he's, he's, a, he's a decent footballer. I just don't. I think he needs someone stronger around him. I don't he's think that's the uh, player. He's got what, no like positional sense and he's not being coached well. Yeah, maybe, maybe he got coached better. I think he's got ability. I just don't think that he fits into the United way of playing. They're giving the argument, that they're throwing the argument, brandishing the argument about that he's not match fit. He came, they, they rushed him back too soon. But the first Atalanta goal in midweek, right, Maguire just stopped and didn't cover the, cover the cross. I mean, that's not being unfit or not being match fit. That's just dumb. He, st- yeah. he started running towards the ball and then he stopped. And I, that's just, I mean, if that's not a, all right, maybe it's a, um, you, you can level the argument that it was just a rush of blood or something, but that's a 80 million pound defender. Right, he's probably the most expensive yeah. defender in the world. That should be meat and drink to him. That she should do that without even thinking. You don't go towards the cross and then stop. I've got to agree with Tricia. Yeah, I love it. I've got to say, it's the dance of coaching. No one knows what they're actually supposed to be doing. No, but Billy, that's not dance of coaching. Either. Listen, I've never played elite football, but even I know you don't stop when you're going. 
when, when you're tracing the ball, you don't stop and just not do anything. I mean, it was like, if he'd have got in the, if he'd have stopped running, started, kept on running, he would have, he would have um, diverted the cross. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see that. What, what I'm saying is, if he were coached better, he'd know what the other players around him were doing. He don't know where the other defenders are. He, he doesn't know where Varane is. He doesn't know if he's playing. And he doesn't know where his fullback is. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, everyone can turn on Even Leicester's... What's happened? Arsenal have scored, just to let you know. Even Leicester's... Who scored? Um, a banger man. No, I didn't see it. Was it wasn't him? It was a, a corner from a corner, and the keeper should have had it. It literally went through his hands. Oh, we're going to get to Arsenal in a minute, but but Bill, yeah, um, Rob, you got anything? That's, oh, you didn't watch the game, but um, you don't I watch the I watched most of the first half before having to go to bed. Um, even even the first goal that Leicester scored, I know Tillman's hit a, yeah. you know, r- ridiculous, you know, flick on that just pigeonholed De Gea, but, and the ball from De Gea probably wasn't the best choice maybe to go to Maguire. Was that a shot you know, or was that, a, was that an attempt on goal or was that a, a, a drop or whatever it was? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think we need to ask Tillemans, but even, even Maguire's <laughs> effort, even, even his effort in that goal, like he tried to take on the player after getting the ball, got dispossessed. And that's when the magic happened after that. But this is where I wish—I uh, know—I know he's not here, but I wish Deeps was on because I'd love to hear what he have to say about all this. <laughs> that's why he's not on. He's crying. <laughs> Tristan, was that a shot or a cross by Tillman's? I think he meant it. I think he did mean it. I think he saw that. You know, he—he he just thought he'd have a go. He's that kind of player. I'm not his biggest fan. I think he's a bit how fast when it comes to tracking back and that but he's a quality player when it comes to the attacking you know he's he's the type of player that's got a bit of arrogance and swagger about him and he'll look to try and do things like that he'll turn it on when he wants to mm. he's a he's a fabulous player when he turns it on when he wants to be mmm yeah, the, the problem it's is he, he just doesn't do it enough for my liking yeah but yeah. when he does he's brilliant absolutely he rushes as well he reminds me a lot of Ginny Wijnaldum. Too laid back. You know, doesn't bother. For large portions of the game, he's just not doing enough. You know, not getting involved enough. He should be dominating those games. Let's, um, let's talk about... I want to talk about De Gea. Because he's had a really bad 18 months, but now he's just on fire. Mm. And I think he, he... Rob, I think you're a goalkeeper he deserves credit right some kudos for that uh compared to how he has been the last few seasons um he's 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 put it feels like he's put a little bit of that behind him and he's starting to play a lot better um i think without him in the team at the moment they'd be a lot worse off he, you know he's he'd like i said that first time he's he's capable of those ridiculous saves with hands with feet and he's he's been one of united's better players this season so he's he's picked it up and you know he's getting back He's getting back to a very good level, and uh, it's good to see because I've always liked him, and you know he comes across as a likable guy. And you know, for the years that I've been watching, you know, he's always been one from uh, Manchester United that I've, I've always liked. So, yeah, good on him. So, why did they go out and buy Ronaldo when they needed a number six? Now they're so top heavy, 
that you've got Cavani and Greenwood on the bench, who are arguably a starters. Why didn't they? Why did they go after Ronaldo? I just don't okay. understand. Somebody explain to me why they I, did. I still, I still think that was a bit of an no, it's not an impulse buy. That was a case of we can't let City have him. That's what last that minute it wasn't planned. No, it wasn't planned yeah, at all. But you can't let City have him because imagine if he'd have gave he'd have fired them to the title. Yeah, but the thing is, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot because you need no, your need is for number six. I'm not arguing with you on that. I I totally agree with you. They should have just left him. He's not the right player for them. But. They couldn't let him go to, you know, they couldn't... Commercially, for starters, you couldn't let him go somewhere else. Mm. But then commercially, you're going to get... I mean, isn't titles bringing commercial um, revenue as well? well? They're not going to win a title no matter who they buy because they've got Ole in charge. So that's not really a, <laughs> an issue. Let's be honest. That, that's, you know, that's either here nor there. Mm. Bill, what do you think is going to be the score on Sunday? Liverpool, Man United. I think Liverpool are going to win three-one. I think Liverpool, uh, United will score. I think the well, we'll the after score. We'll do the predictions later. We'll do the predictions later. Oh, for sure. Um, all right, let's um, let's move on then. To uh, anybody else want to say anything about Leicester? Should we say something about Leicester? I mean. We haven't mentioned them much. I mean, they're, they're coming back to some type of form. Vardy's coming back to form. Um, they, they're they too good not to be up there or winning. So let's give them some props, I suppose. Yeah, they're yeah. a good side to watch. Good side to watch. Huh? They really are. They play good football. And Evans. I hope they do well because they're a good side. Evans coming back is the difference. Yeah, Lots yeah. can't organise a defence, but Evans does it for them. He's a brilliant defender. He's massively underrated, in my opinion. And, yeah. And arguably, they didn't need Vesterveld. What, what was his name? Oh, he's is awful. It, for them. What's Vestergaard. Vestergaard, yeah. yeah. Vestergaard. They didn't need him. No, he's is terrible. that just because of uh, Fofana had the long-term injury? Yeah. 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 yeah, and Evans was out at the time as well, so they just panic-bought. But why yeah. play Vestergaard? He's not even a good, you know, he's not a good defender and he's slow. And they play a high a line. Unit. And, and he's, he's just got, a unit. That's a... Yeah, and he's got no positional sense, which is what they were missing because Evans is the one that provides all the positional sense and tells all the defenders where to be. You know, yeah. The likes of Chu and that, they're just clueless when it comes to positioning themselves. He's a group, he's a really good player, but he's not a good, he's not good at positioning Chu. He's, he's, I like him as a defender. He's got some uh, silky, silky as a defender. I just don't think he's that aware positionally, like you said. No, he needs Evans alongside him to to tell yeah. him what to do. Once he's got him alongside him, he's great. He's fine. Yeah. But without him, yeah. he's just hopeless. It's just a headless. When did um, James Sancho play in the game? Yeah, Sancho played. Did he score? Yeah, he was playing. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Evans, yeah. 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 Oh, Sorry, mate. Sorry, Sancho. Yeah. Oh, Sancho. Jayden, Jordan Sancho. Jayden, yeah, yeah. Jayden Sancho. He came on as a sub and did absolutely nothing. That that looks like, to me, it's going to go down as a pretty poor boy, like Billy's been saying for a while. I think we um, all said it before he went there, didn't we? Yeah, you yeah. were definitely... 
you were definitely one of the um, one of the people that were saying. But yeah, that that just looks like a big a big waste of eighty mil. Yeah, it's the thing is, Ole's had four hundred and forty million pounds to spend in three seasons, right? And he spent one hundred and forty of it this summer. He he's been backed. All these people going on about the Glazers, I mean, taking money out of the club, but they really, all right, they may do. And I'm not, I'm not here to question that or comment on that, but they are putting money in there in, in, for transfers. It's not as if United no, don't no, no, sign no, no, people. No, 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 this is where you're getting it wrong. See, that's not the argument. The argument isn't that they, you know, the club makes its own money, which pays for the transfers, but it could spend even more from which goes out of the, into the Glazers' pockets. That's the argument, mate. Not that the Glazers don't put anything in; they take out only. Okay, they sold a bunch of shares, didn't they, as well? This, which and yeah, you know, which, which I don't see that that's there, a problem personally. You know, they've, isn't there FFP regulations on how much they can spend? Well, no, because the club's not spending. They're not come... spending more than that. They're making more than they're spending. So no, there's no issue. Yeah. They're spending only what they're making. That's the point. But they, they they really are putting money into the into transfers. It's not that they go without. No, no, no. The club's not putting any. The club's making that money. It's not being put in. It's not coming in least, from outside. It's the money the club has anyway. I get you. I get you. Now. I get you. But they could be doing what Gillette and Hicks did. They couldn't be put. What? They they make. Sorry. And Hicks did do anything sport didn't steal anything out of the club at all the problem was they ran you know the the um the, the um recession hit and they had yeah. no money to input they couldn't put money in that was the difference okay. the glazers my... are taking money out constantly i get i get it's, that i get that right it's more they, like it's an their Ashley cl- situation at Newcastle. i understand i understand it's their club they do what they want but it's not as if they're putting it's not as if they're not um, using money that the club is earning for high-level transfers, expensive transfers. It's not as if they the club are making a hundred million, I don't know, a hundred million a season, but they're only buying Preston North End uh, type players. Do you know what I mean? A, a, a million here and three million here. They're paying good money. They're paying seventy-eight five million for Sancho. They got Varane for forty odd million. It's not as if they're com- not competing for the best players in the world. It's just the Hollywood signing. Yeah, that's, that's the understand. thing. They're commercial signings. They're not signing players because I, they suit the team or they're the right players. I agree. They're buying I them because they're my, big names and they make agree, more money. My, so they make them I, I, more money to, to put in their back pocket. That's the problem, is that it's not being run as a football club, as a sports team. It's being run as a, as a merchandise selling machine. I understand that, but that's that's the only. I think the only gripe I would have as a fan with the owners would be is they're not putting in. Um, they're not making the personnel isn't the right personnel from the manager to maybe the scouts to the coaches. Mm-hmm. That that would get my goat. It's, for think, me, it starts at the top with the coaching and things like that. Yeah. If you don't have the right coaches in place. And your number two, and all your coaches that are on the training pitch coaching. If you don't have them on place, and you don't have the proper coaching, how do you how are you going to get the best out of these players that you are bringing in? Yeah, they're yeah, not. Being, you're not. 
they're buying players for positions they don't need as well. I mean, it's not just Ronaldo. Sancho, why did they buy him? What, what, what's he actually... Yeah. What, what, what <laughs> position did they buy him for? Right right wing, right? So... Yeah, but they've got him on the left. Yeah, they're playing him on the left, <laughs> so, you know... I, I think with Sancho, the jury's out. You've got to give him a season and and, mm. and, and judge him next season because people, players don't assimilate quick. Some players don't, you know. Henri didn't assimilate very quickly. Look what happened to him at Arsenal. Uh, you you know? really, so, Henri's a totally different thing. He was playing as a winger. That's why he didn't look good at first because he was a crap winger. And then he became, you know, he, who actually turns out to be a world-class striker once they moved him inside. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that you still got to give him the benefit of the doubt, let him settle in a bit, and then judge him, because he's had what eight games, and and people are ch- uh, 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 slagging him off, you know, besmirching him. So eight games isn't nothing. Hmm, that's not kids, at all. So he's got plenty of exactly. Exactly. But he's not going to improve so. under that coaching staff, is he? Yeah, well, they've got Mike Phelan, who's... You need innovative coaches, right? You don't see Mike Phelan as an innovative coach. So, I think they're about 22 years... 20 years behind the time for the coaches, but exactly. More than you. that, because Phelan was terrible the first time round. They all hated him the first time round. That's the thing. I don't understand why he was brought back in. He was terrible initially. Well, maybe it was... Maybe it was... It, 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 it was he knew feeling he was confident with feeling he was comfortable with him. You need friends on your side, kind of thing, you know. But mm. I think I think Jamie Carragher's right. And Billy, I have I, I want you to answer this one. Um, he said that Ole hasn't got the presence to win a. Uh, Jamie Carragher said Ole hasn't got the uh, Solskjaer hasn't got the presence or the skill to win a trophy, and he doesn't want to upset any of the personalities in that dressing room because he wants them on site. Would you agree? No, I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> I think he's winging it at the moment. He's trying to get results and he's got no coaching staff. And yeah, Carrick, feeling players like that, it's in the side. All the old boys' network, it's not working. And he's got to do something. If he's and stand up and be counted and get rid of the coaching staff because the coaching staff just isn't good enough at Manchester United. They're not playing like a team, they're playing like individuals, as I said before. They are not gonna threaten anyone this season. They're not going they'd be lucky to make top four the way they're playing. And but things are gonna get worse. But Billy, you say that if they beat us on Sunday, they're only a point behind us, and we're meant to have a fantastic start of the season. So it's context, right? I know it's I mean, context. Yeah, it's it's so it really is. I think what people are doing. Listen, we can sit here and say, yeah, Ole's crap, coaching's crap. It needs to be changed top to bottom, but. Really, I mean, it's only eight games. They can grow into the season. They haven't even peaked yet. If this is their worst and they're only a point behind the team that's that's second, then, you know, maybe they've got time to flourish. And maybe it's a neat... Sorry? They're four points behind, you mean? It's only eight games in, so you're not going to be far behind, are you? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So is this a knee-jerk reaction? Everybody's having a knee-jerk reaction to the uh, situation that Man United find themselves in. It's three years of the same thing. So no, it's yeah, but a immediate yeah. reaction. It's three years. We've seen how... God, Villa are awful. 
Haven't had a shot yeah, yet. He, he took him a second last season, he, right? Come on, you, you know this is a, it was a different season. It was a really difficult season for everyone, and they had a, they have, a, you know, they got all that money to buy a massive squad. So, like City, they had a massive, you know, it's it's a big advantage. It was all about you know who had the biggest squad last season. Yeah, but also. So, so you're saying that Chelsea's um, double wasn't? It was just mute. It's uh, they're not mute, are they? You know, none of the the fact that City won it, they still won it fair and square. They were the best, you know, they they were the best team over the thing. But it was just the circumstances were different from a normal season, so yeah. it was a different kind of. It's it's a bit like I I don't know, maybe wartime trophies and that. They're not really the same, are they? I see. What I mean, yeah, no, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't give. I don't. I, I, listen, it's all la- it's all good laughing and joking about it, right? But to give somebody the, I mean, people saying sacking him, sacking him, sacking him. To give somebody the boot after eight games. I know he's had three seasons, but to give somebody the boot after eight games when you're four points behind the leaders, five points behind Chelsea, should I say? And with a game in, I mean, and you. Yeah, but you, you've you, just said it yourself. Four hundred and forty million spent in three years. Yeah, but I'd give him the season. I'd give him the season if he's going like this. If he's there or thereabouts, you can't sack him. That would be... What about how they're doing in Europe? I mean, they're not out... They're top of the... They're second in the top of their table. I don't understand that they're top of their table. So how is he doing... He's not doing badly in Europe. Did you not watch the games? You sure? You've got to have seen the performances. Yeah, though. I saw I mean, the Atlanta game. Yeah, but he, it's not. Yeah, but they're just, not there on merit. That's the point, isn't it? They're not. Well, you know, they're not top. You know, they're not in, in near the top. Not by design. They're one I get of the better you. teams. They're there they're because there they've design. been lucky, and it's yeah, but, you know that's a problem when you're a team like Man United that's got ambition. Yeah, but they still won the second half three 0 right? So. He still, he still create. He was part of that comeback, Ole. So I, I just don't see sacking him. Although there's a ready-made replacement in Conte, who's a winner, right? A short-term. Um, well, surely answer. it's got to be Steve Bruce. <laughs> Man United guys, legend, you know. It's, it's Rob Billy, do you, Rob Billy, do you think that he should be sacked now in the situation they're in? I'll I think he should be sacked. I think he should be sacked. I think that he's had enough chances. He's had three years at the helm and they haven't improved. And he bought players and it hasn't done them no good. You look at the, the lads on their side. Almost every one of them wants him out. And, the re- and they go and watch him week in, week out and watch every game. So they know more than knows what's happening. And yeah. And what what they what they're doing is they're struggling along, and a United side shouldn't be struggling along in any season. They're a, a damn fine club, whatever you think of Man United. They're a damn fine club, and they've got some great players. And they know their supporters know that if they had a, a decent, a really good manager and a decent coaching staff, that they'd be right up there with the Liverpool's and Chelsea's, and they're not. And, and they want to know why. And the only common denominator is the manager, and he's not good enough, and he should be finished up as soon as possible, in my mm. opinion. Mm. Rob? Five-year deal for me. 
Good morning, no, bro. <laughs> if I was a if I was a United supporter, I'd want him out as well. Like they've the boys have already took the words out of my mouth. You know, three years is long. You know, and the money spent three years and the money is long enough to show that he's he's not good enough for the level that United need to be at because of how big of a club they are. And like Bill said, that no matter what you think of them, they're you know the club with ambition. They sh- you know they should be up there properly contending for proper trophies and if I was a Manchester United supporter it'd be a bit of a hard time because I'd find it hard to to watch all these games when when the manager's clearly not good enough and things like that so yeah no he's he's he should be moved on and like you said there, there is a ready-made manager there who's available that they could definitely look at bringing in and um look from a Liverpool's perspective like I said it's happy days and all that and it's, it's 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 good to watch, but if I I do understand because we've been there ourselves, and if if you if you've if you've got a manager in that's not good enough, then he needs to go. I listen, pal. The only manager that was the only way I think we've been there, probably the last season with Rogers and um, Hodgson's tenure. Hodgson, Hodgson and Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Julie. It was the same with Julio, where his team, he was getting better players, but his the coaching was awful and the team just wasn't working out. They were just yeah, and we worse. wasn't. Yeah, we were doing okay in Europe, like the UEFA Cup, but we weren't making any inroads in the Premiership, um, in the league. Yeah, I honestly, yeah. go on, Bill. Twenty nine years of it. <laughs> I counted every one. <laughs> oh, Bill, we're going to come to you in a minute, mate. Don't worry. Um, I know you will. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I, I don't know. I just think that. Um, I think they stick with him. They got more options in the summer because Conte's a little bit. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, dra- um, he's, a, he's drama. And what you get, you get some. You get the highs and you're going to get the lows. So I just think they're going to wait. I think I'd wait till the summer if, if things don't go too badly and you get more of a cho- choice, maybe, of manager. Mm. All right, guys. Um, let's crack on to uh, Man City versus Burnley. I actually saw most of this game. Did you guys watch any of it? No, I didn't watch that game. No. Didn't appear I just, at all. That no, um, it, well, uh, just a quick summar- summarization. Um, City went one nil up, and then for some reason just capitulated. How um, Burnley didn't score is beyond me. They had ch- about three or four guilt edge chances, and then um, they missed them. I, I, I honestly thought it would have been. It could have been a draw had not had City not scored because Burnley were really like looking good, and then Silver got the second, and then you know three points. So it just City are becoming like a, a bit of a mare team to me now. You know they're like I know they're obviously one of the richest clubs in the world. They have all these fabulous players, but it, they they're not exciting or interesting anymore. You know it's just they never were it seems, that were they. 
I just I, think they... fear. I never enjoyed watching them. They're just too too many passes, too much for, for the sake of it, rather than getting it into good areas. And you know, the excitement is when the ball bang, you know, is in the box, you know, and there's a chance of scoring. It's not when it's being passed around in midfield. Different brand of football, don't they? The, uh, yeah. I, I, they have been very good to watch, but I can see why people are comparing them to the Barcelona pass and pass for pass and save. And they can be very tedious at times, but it's different styles, it's also for courses. That's the way Pep's got them playing. They can be attractive at times. He's got some fabulous players, and I don't mind watching them. I think they're a decent side to watch. But they do overplay it at times, but I, st- I still think they're the top, top side. I agree, Billy. I agree. Uh, 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 Rob, t- talk to us, pal. Batman City? Yeah. Yeah, mate, yeah. They're always going to be you know, up there and about with the, the, the pulling power of the money and things like that. They're always going to attract the biggest name players. Um, yeah, I can can agree with the whole passing for pass, pass passes for passing sake and all that kind of stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, every every season for the foreseeable future for me right now, I just see Man City is always going to be a contender. So, you know, do I do I like watching them play? Eh, not really. But do I? You know, what do you do when at the end of the season they're always up there because you know, they grind out results. Sometimes it's not pretty. I understand that. But, you know, what do you do? They're, they're always going to be a title threat. Hey, mate. Thank you. Um, I, I'm i very interested with the the, 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 the Raheem Sterling um, situation. Now, they both talk... Pep's talked about Raheem maybe needing another... Um, uh, project Raheem's talked about it. It just seems to me that he's gone from hero to zero very quickly. And I wonder why. I just want to know what the underlying things are there. Isn't he? Isn't he? The output isn't as good as it used to be, or has he just gone stale? Needs another a fresh project. He's not good enough. I mean. Really, he's won, he's won title after title and he's scored so many goals and he's made so much... Yeah, many it's assists. team game. That's like, you know, that's, that doesn't mean you're a great player. John O'Shea's got hundreds of trophies. It doesn't mean he's a world-class player. Yeah. It's, it's now, part of a good... You know, when you're part of a great team, you win lots of trophies. That doesn't mean that you're a great player. Sammy so Lee in, in a great Liverpool team. Was he a great player? No. No. He was but... good at what he did. He was a useful member of the team. But was he a great world-class player? No, not a, not a chance. So you're saying that Sterling goes to another club and he won't be a standout player. He'd be just be run-of-the-mill. It depends on the team. If he went to like if he went to someone like Arsenal, he'd look great because he'd be better than the players they've got. And uh, yeah. if he goes to some, you know, if he goes to someone like Bayern Munich, he's a very average player there. So it's a lack of skill, you think, really? Lack of talent that it's, he's... he's at... It's his striking technique. It's woeful. He can't kick the ball properly. He's to, he's he's brought he's come up with uh, playing in tight spaces and tight control, stuff like that. But he's not 
done enough work on his striking technique. That's why he's sometimes sometimes he just shanks it completely. You know what I mean? It's it's so inconsistent his striking. That's why he misses so many chances. He does miss an awful lot of chances, yeah. And it's all down to it's all down to poor technique rather than being under pressure or lack of composure, anything like that. It's purely down to poor technique, and that's that's something that you can't have at this level. Shouldn't have. So how's he gone so far with poor technique? I think he's a good player, but he's just not. He's got no consistency for a start, and he's a bit marmite. Sometimes he'll play well, sometimes he won't, and that's his problem: is consistency. He can do things and he'll score goals, and he won't score your goals. And he's he's done very well for England, I must say. But he he hasn't, as Chris was saying, he hasn't got the technique to be a a top, top striker. He's always going to be a good player, but he's never going to be a top player for me. Could you see him at Newcastle as one of their first new signings? Yeah, I really could, yeah. I really could see him then. I think that's more of his level. I think it's more of his level as well, yeah. Could be, uh, yeah, good for both sides. Yeah, yeah. In 304 appearances, he scored 115 goals and supplied 89 assists. He can't be that bad. No, he's not that bad. It's, it's, uh, you know, that's that's a nonsense because it, it, it all depends on the rest of the team, especially assists. It's not how good you are, an assist. It's how good the player is that's getting on the other end of the ball. Do you remember Stuart Downing for Liverpool, his first season for Liverpool? He created, forget, the, mate, yeah, but he created the most goal-scoring opportunities in the Premier League, the stats said, yet he didn't get a single assist. So was that him being crap or was that the players on the other end? But, you know, stats are nonsense. You can't just get, yeah, unless you add context, you can't go on just saying he's got this many numbers because it, it doesn't work like that. He's done, his numbers are brilliant because he's playing in a great side. If yeah. he's playing in a crap side, his numbers would be crap. It's, it's, that's not his fault. I'm not blaming, you know, that wouldn't, he's a good player, but he's not better than the team around him. He's not improving it by being in it. That's the issue. So who are they playing now on that right on that um, left wing? Is it um, Grealish? They play with wing. That's right, Grealish. How could I forget? But he's no better than. He's I not mean, he's good. not. He's not been good at all. Been poor. He's been poor. Mm. Does he? Do they put him into the middle, or do they keep him on the left? Because on the left Villa, or was he playing more in the middle? Left. In the middle for Villa. No, he played yeah. on the left. But he was with yeah. more freedom to roam. Yeah, he had a free roam. Yeah, the it's problem for me, is he had a free roam. Villa. This is the thing that, like, uh, um, he got told is that he gave away the ball too much by trying to do things. So if you watch him for City, he regularly he turns back and just plays a safe pass far too often now instead of taking chances like he did at Villa. So he's not creating as much. It's you know he's clearly taking it. It'll just take him a while to get into you know get used to him and then we can judge him. Like you were saying with Sancho, where you got to give him a year. I think it's the same with Grealish. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think that, um, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have bought him, but there's an element or there's an argument to suggest if they hadn't have bought him, they'd have still been in the position they are now in the league. Bad buy because he doesn't suit that. He didn't suit what they wanted. They needed a striker, and they bought a winger. It made no sense. 
Yeah. Talking about X Man City um, uh, forwards, I didn't realise um, Aguero was 33 years of age. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was. He spent like 10 years at City, didn't he? What's that, mate? Didn't he spend about 10 years at City? Yeah, but yeah, he did. But what I'm saying is, I thought he was younger than. I don't understand why Barcelona bought him. <laughs> I mean, why age, he age isn't a big barrier, you know. You're all ages. You look at Salah. Salah can be playing till he's 35, and that's why you should sign him up. Age is not a barrier these days in football. Yeah, but Aguero has so many injuries hamstring injuries, leg and calf injuries. He's not going to be playing football next year, in my opinion. And in a year's time, he'll be not playing elite level football. Salah maybe because he looks after himself. He's a Trojan. He's like he's a he's a fitness freak. But the, not not Aguero with his fitness um, um, lack of not lack of fitness, but his injuries, etc. He's always been injured latterly. Always. He's just come back from an injury. He's only had one game for Barcelona. Again, next season, if if he wants to play every game, he's more than welcome to come to the A League. <laughs> <laughs> How's Sturridge getting on? Has it started yet? The A League? Nah, next month, I think. All oh, right, mate. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, he's that was busy a with that... record label at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to Brentford versus Chelsea. Anybody watch that? I did. I watched that one. Yeah, I watched that. So it's one nil to Chelsea. Go on, Tristan. You go for it, pal. That was a really enjoy- the second half when Brentford went for it was a really enjoyable watch. You know that for sure. I've got to say though, I keep reading about how great Mendy played. Every single shot was hit at him. You got to say that was woeful finishing by Brentford. I was can't blame, just about can't to blame say. Mendy. I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to get into it as if I'm having a go at Mendy because he he did his job. He kept the ball out of the back of the net, but. To start going on, I've seen Chelsea fans comparing him to Petr Cech and saying he's as good as him and stuff like that. Sorry, but there's not one of them saves would you have not absolutely slaughtered him for if he hadn't made it. Because every single one of them hit him rather than you know him having to dive across. The only one that he actually had to reach for was above him and that was because he went down on his knees and had to reach up to get it. Otherwise, it would have hit him in the face if he hadn't gone down on his knees. Just love the nickname you give him, the wall from Senegal. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, for the first time in a, I mean, I can't even remember in living history, I actually agree with you. I'm thinking, I'm, 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 I'm looking at that game and afterwards the media going absolutely Mendy crazy, lauding him, revering him. And I'm thinking, if, if Alison had let any of those uh, shots in, I'd be so upset. You're right. They weren't. None of them were world class saves. Like no, no, they just, were. He didn't have to move his feet to get to any of them. Were, and that's you know exactly. that's how you can tell he's not struggling. He's not had to dive to the you know to his no. left or right and try and keep them out full stretch. Everything was at him. Yeah, like you say, any of those shots either side to him, he'd have had no chance, right? Mm. And and the one in the last few seconds, it was bang out. I mean, he couldn't have missed it. Mendy could not have missed that ball. It was right at him. Exactly. I mean, you can't blame him. He he's done no, his no, job. No. He's got in the way. He's kept the ball out. That's that's not his fault. That Brentford yeah. were just they just had an off day in front of goal. You know, it 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 happens. It's what it's what made people rate 
Pickford when he was at Sunderland because you know teams had just hit the ball at him twenty times a game when they you know when they had a chance to put it past him like it wasn't because he was doing something brilliant it was just because the ball was hit at him you know sometimes that yeah. that helped, you know they, and then the stats will say afterwards that he's made forty five saves when in actual fact what he's done is he's just been in the way of the ball forty five times sometimes you know what I mean that's, yeah. that's uh, yeah. but that that's not a goalkeeper's problem that's not bad goalkeeping it's good goalkeeping because they've been in the right position but it's not worthy of all this praise that he's getting. Billy, did you watch your second team? Which did second team, sir? Redford. Yeah, I did watch it. And I thought it was a very good game. I, well, I, think, I don't know whether it's just me, but Chelsea seems to have regressed over the last few weeks. I don't think they, uh, they started off really well. And, you know, just top of the league, you're looking at yourself at it, but, but they... Look a bit disjointed to me at the moment, and they've just lost uh, Lukaku for a few weeks now, and they've, who else is missing? Werner, Werner, Timo Werner. Yeah, yeah, Timo Werner. You know, are they, are they a, a, a punching a bit above the weight? I don't know. But they weren't great against uh, Brentford. I thought Brentford were just as good as them. They're a bit and too Brentford. defensive you know? to watch, aren't they, as well? Too- you know, with yeah. Tuchel, they're so negative. Mm. Yeah, they can be negative. I think that, um, like you say, Billy, they it's Brentford. Brentford, I still didn't have a their their, their spark, They weren't their sparkling best, but they still gave Chelsea a really really tough game. And yeah, they did. And you're right with, with Chelsea. I found I found, and not this isn't sour grapes. I found two or three times this season they got three points when they should have got one. And yeah, they've, been, yeah. they've been quite fortunate this season. I've watched quite a few of their games, most of their games actually. They've been quite fortunate. And they haven't got into gear yet. Um, and that maybe that's got to the somewhat to do with Lukaku's um, lock, lack of form or whatever it is. But I think they're fortunate leaders. And it just makes the Premiership really exciting this season. You've got four... Well... Three legit bona fide challenges to the title for sure. I'd say that, yeah. Yeah. And all have and if, uh, different styles as well. Exactly. And if Everton had won against West Ham, they'd have been four bona fide <laughs> challenges for the Premiership title. <laughs> so, <that's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you're rolling Brighton see, out then, are you? <laughs> you see what I see? See what I did there, Billy. So uh, a nice yeah. segue to the. Uh, Everton West Ham game. Go on, you'll go for a yeah. minute. Unfortunately, I watched that game ever awful. Uh, they got totally outplayed by West Ham. And, do you know what? I feel sorry for Benitez. He's got nothing to work with at the moment. The two are two probably best players are out uh, in Calvert Lewin, who's got another injury setback. He's going to be out for at least another month. Uh, Without, without Richarlison, who's our energy, and without the core. Now, sorry, go on, Tris. I, I was just going to say, well, the core was playing in that game, wasn't he? But I was just going to say, do yeah. you not think the mistake Benitez made was reverting back to the likes of Iwobi rather than sticking with the kids? Because he played, um, what's his face, didn't he? Oh, what was his name? The youngster in the game. Yeah, and he brought yeah, him on. No, not Dobbin, the other one. The, oh, 
Oh, he had uh, Gordon on. Gordon, yeah, with that 20 minutes yeah. to go, he yeah. He played really well in the previous match, and then he sticks him on the bench for yeah. this one. I thought that was... Uh, and that, one, that was a bit of a strange one for me as well. And, uh, but a world beat was awful. Absolutely oh. dreadful. He's embarrassing. And to be honest with you, we had, we had the two best chances of the game. And the both felt a little bogey. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just so really bad that, you know, West Ham deserved to win, by the way, by a mile, absolute mile. And, and I was disappointed with them because they lacked energy, which they haven't told everybody says up to now. But they lacked energy. I don't know whether that's because... Oh, we kept giving the ball away all the time and they were on the back foot. Alan didn't have his best game and we were pretty poor. They were very poor, we were. And we got exactly what we deserved out of that game. There was nothing. But credit to West Ham, they had a decent side. They played, they played the game, though, you know, a hard game and they give anyone a game. And, you know, I, I think they're going to be European, Europa challenges again this year. Um, but Everton, I was disappointed. I can't say nothing about Benitez because we all know the financial situation at Everton. Uh, they can't buy players at the moment and they've got injuries, but you know, you've just got to get on with it. Um, Everton will absolutely piss poor. I think, um, I think you're being very, obviously you're being pragmatic about it and I'm, I'm glad you are because the guy deserves... He's got credit in the bank. He's got lots of credit in the bank. I'm talking about Benitez. Um, yes. I think he's... I think you're going to buy in January for sure or get loans in. There'll be other personnel there. But what he's famous for, what he's renowned for, is making players better and working on a budget, on a shoestring budget. And he's done that with you guys for the first few weeks and he's done it in Newcastle... That's why he's so beloved. And you're yeah. just going to have to... The expectations... I mean, this is where I was worried about for Benitez. When he starts losing games because of the, the threadbare um, state of the squad, this is where I was hoping that the um, fans, or the majority of them, wouldn't get on his back. And I'm not sure they are, to be honest with you. I think no, that, they're not at the moment. Yeah, no. yeah. Because even, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, even this season. Because... Look what, like you say for yourself, look what you're working with. You're working with Iwobi and the kids and there's not much quality there. And he's got, no, you, to, and he's got you to fifth in the table or something, sixth or something it is. You know, yeah. so it, 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 he literally is a miracle worker. I mean, I don't know what Rob, Tristan, what you thought of him at Liverpool, but I, I, I revered him more than I revered Julio because he actually mm. had a... He always... Whether he's a political pawnbroker, I don't know. Whether it's he's cunning, I don't know. But for some reason, he always gets the fans on his side. Whether that's polit political, I don't know. Whether genuinely, he loves clubs, he loves the fans. You know, I think it's the the latter. I absolutely would walk through brick walls for the guy. You know, I loved him at Liverpool, and I was so sad that he left. I know, uh, Tristan, you think he's a bit of a politician. But the, 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 what he had to deal with at Liverpool and his job um, and the state of his job, it was just awful what they what happened to him. I don't know what Rob and Tristan, you think about that. 
you want to go, Rob? Yeah, yeah, go. Oh, I just, I just can say I love the guy. I think he's brilliant as a man. But he spends too much time trying to get, pay, you know, just trying to win as much power as he can. That was the problem when he was at Liverpool. He was too busy, you know, fighting with other people and trying to get all the power in his hands rather than just concentrating on his job. He did the same at Valencia. He has learnt his lesson in recent years, it must be said. He's improved a lot. It's not so, you know, he's... So, the problem he has is dealing with egos. It's because he struggles a bit. He's not an arm round the shoulder type. He can't get, you know, he, he struggles to get them to do what he wants because he's never been a player. And they tend to just like, oh, how do you, you know, what do you know about him? You know what I mean? It's like, that's one of the problem he had at Madrid, is the players just wouldn't respond to his coaching at all. I can see that being a problem long term at uh, Everton as well. You talk about power. Why? He should automatically have power. Like, Klopp comes in, gets power. Ferguson gets power. You know... yeah, it should but... be a it should be a birthright for the job. I mean, you are the man that makes all the decisions. No, so... not race at Everton. No, that's not race at Everton. You know, no, because Brands uh, Brands is the director of football. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, he come with this great reputation. Marcel Brands. He hasn't lived up to any of it for me. Exactly, Billy. Exactly. He's searching some really bad signs and some very poor. Uh, issues made and you know you can blame the manager all you want but if you're not the man with the pace strings and you're not the man saying I want this player I want that player he gets given the players he can put his name forward of course but he's getting Brands is the one doing the deals and to me he's been our biggest problem and I know people won't agree with that but he's been our biggest problem no, I'm so with give, you on that. I, I thought that when he was getting, when he got his contract extension, I did say on the on our widget, why, what was that all about? Why have they given him an extension? I don't understand it. So why don't you give, why don't you give Benitez the the job? Well, not but in, a bigger input into transfers. Well, you've seen then, what happened when he got it at Liverpool. He brought in players without even looking at them. That's how we ended up with that Aquilani and that. He never even looked at him. So yeah, the first time I'm he sure saw him was... in training. And I'm then sure it's like, caveat. oh my God, what have I done? That's why he never yeah, played. Sure. He wasn't even exactly. injured for long periods and he just still wasn't getting in the team because he just wasn't good enough. Yeah, but I'm sure there was caveats. He wanted somebody else instead of Aquilani. And that was a, uh, a, no, he uh, didn't. A he fun. went for Aquilani because that was who the scouts recommended. He listened to his scouts and didn't bother to watch him himself. Not sure about that. Uh, I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. One hundred percent. That's true. He he trusted his scouts to pick his players at the time. Yeah, as you say, I think he might have moved on from that trust. I think he, I think yeah, he wants exactly. more power now. I think he wants he wants more say, but it's not going to get it with when Brands is there, and that's why I think things have got to change. Is you can't have. Make that many bad signs that Marcel Brands has sanctioned and hope to get away with it. You know, the money he paid for, nearly 40 million for the likes of Awobi and players like that, you can't do that. And now we're having to play with players 
like Solomon Rondon, who just isn't fit. He's he's overweight. He's not fit, and he's playing in instead of uh, of you know, like gold and that, you know. And he can't do that. He's got he's got to put his foot down a bit and say say what he's got to uh, who he wants at the club. And work with brands rather than brands just having the say, you know, on who's coming well, in. Benitez picked Rondon. That's 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, and, no, he is 100%. Yeah, for nothing, yeah. And that's why he got him, because he knows him. He knows that he was going to come in. wasn't going to cost much money, because that's the position he's having at the moment. But when everything settles down, he's got to have more say in the players he wants rather than being given them. Brands for me. Rob, your opinion on Rafa, and then we'll talk about. I think let's talk about Moyes and his effect on West Ham. Uh, for me, with Rafa, he was around at Liverpool when I was a lot younger, like a young teenager. So didn't really know or you know see as much as I do these days. So you know, all, my my biggest memory of him was when we won the Champions League when I was I think I was about twelve years old at the time. So. Um, I've always, you know, I've, I've liked him and I think he fits fits Everton as a club in terms of, like, the whole community thing and he's good with the fans. And I don't know, I think that... Uh, I think it, he'll be all right there in the long term. Um, listening to Tris and Bill and, and, you know, and co talk about him, they obviously know a lot more about the, the history with him than I do. Um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's at a club like Everton. I think he, I think they suit each other well, and um, see the whole power thing and all. I don't know much about that kind of stuff. So, you know, when, when you guys were talking just then, I was kind of just listening and taking all that insight in. So, yeah, I think. I thought you were going to say you're not enough, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. When you talk about things like that with insight. I, I just sit there and you know soak it up. I love it. So yeah, it's yeah. it's really it's really informative, and yeah, I learn a lot from from reading and even being on these podcasts. So did he yeah. just say we have insight? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's listening to a different podcast while we're doing it. He's got his earphones in. <laughs> yeah, he's on the app store, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us about um, what you feel about. Um, Moises, the Messiah's Renaissance, uh, Rob. What do you think about that? And then obviously I'll ask uh, Bill and Tristan as well. I think, yeah, he's doing a good job at West Ham. Um, he's one of those managers that's had a bit of a tough time in the last however many years. And whatever he's doing there, it's, it's seeming to work for them at the moment. Um, I agree with Bill. I think they'll be, you know, pushing for one of those lesser European places. Um and yeah, I I don't mind watching West Ham. You know, they they'll give you a good game, they'll battle you, and I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of happy for him that he's found a club that's working for him. Yeah, good point. That's a very good point. They seem to be in unison in tandem, so it's good to see mm. that. Uh, Billy, what do you think about your old boss? You know, I'm not a big fan of David Moyes, but I can't I can't deny him as day in the sun. He's doing really well. At, uh, at West Ham, he fits them. Some some managers just fit a club, and he fitted us for a, a really good while. 
before he started taking the piss. But he is a <laughs> but he is a decent manager of a club who haven't got the highest aspirations, mm. and I think he he fits them perfectly. That's what I was thinking exactly, Billy. That's what it, he's got a level. What as long as he's not yeah, as long as he's not asked to go above that level, he's great. But it's when he's taking that next yeah. step, he's just not got it. Didn't no, Patrice Ebra say that Moyes said to the Man United players when he took over the United job, you've got to show me how to win or something? Is that a mate? Something like that, quote unquote. And that's when Ebra right. knew that he wouldn't, he wouldn't be, um, he wouldn't last long. Something like that. Maybe it's not sort of anything Patrice ever said. To be honest, he's a in yeah. he's a lying blit. So, right. He posts post videos of himself licking raw chickens and stuff. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think oh, too really? much into what he says. Yeah, he's not <laughs> yeah. He's a knob. Yeah. That's an complete knob. All right, mate. Um, let's move on to Newcastle two, Tottenham three. Lots to talk about, obviously. Um, I had a guys, where do we start? I mean, we start with the game, I suppose. Um, uh, Newcastle, within a minute or two, they were, Callum Wilson scored the goal. Um, they started with lots of verb, purpose, and um, energy, and then they run out of steam and just Tottenham just took over. Harry Kane back on the score sheet. What's that, mate? Harry Kane back on the score sheet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it I wasn't mean, exactly. It wasn't exactly a struggle, though, was it? Let's be honest. Newcastle just rolled over. But then you could say the same. Yeah. Watford did the same against us, then. Yeah, but we won five nil and absolutely hammered them. Whereas Tottenham made hard work of that. Well, I don't know how That's hard it was, but they went three three when they went three one up. They were they were they were cruising, but then they let them back in. Of course, yeah. Um, it's really difficult, the circumstances, right? I mean, Steve Bruce found himself in. I didn't know, I don't know why the new regime let him have um, that one game. Maybe it was just being, uh, it was a classy touch. He was just uh, to get that thousand up, wasn't it? What's that mean? He was just to get the thousand up so they could get, you know, they could look like they're uh, nice people, you know? Well, that was kind of them because they didn't have to do that. They didn't well, have to be so compassionate. Well, well they, no, they didn't have anybody lined up to replace him. So, you know, you no, may as well they... leave him in charge and see if he can, you know, with the lift around the crap from the, you know, from the takeover, maybe it'd have been enough to, to lift, they, you know, to they... improve their fortunes. I mean, what else were they going to do? Down they've had to but go the... to Graham Jones. It's like... Well, yeah, the crowd, were, I don't think the crowd would have been too upset if Steve... Uh, Steve uh... Bruce wasn't in charge for that game uh, 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 against Spurs. No, but what I mean is, they, they, what else? It's it's not about what the crowds. You know, the crowds irrelevant in this. The crowd would have been up for it anyway. What I'm saying yeah. is, what else were they going to do in terms of like if they replaced him? I mean, there was nobody to come in and replace him. They had nobody lined up ready to go. They could so have given it to the caretaker. Caretaker, yeah, but like you know, you don't really want to go to a caretaker if you can have the if the manager in place might get it. Oh God! Feel yeah, like there's still in discussions. There's still in discussions on the leaving terms and all that. I think you have to be there for that. And um, you know, I I watched some of the game, I didn't watch all of it, but 
it was a typical Newcastle we were talking about Moyes having his level and I think Steve Bruce is the same type of thing, probably a bit less than Moyes. Yeah, it's a championship, isn't he? Yeah, he's what's he's, more the the top of the championship manager. I think it's the same with him. He can't do it in the top clubs. He's proved that he can't. You know, I think he's a nice person. I think he's a good person, good football man. But he's just not cut out for the bigger jobs in football. No, I feel sorry for the guy. I feel sorry for the guy. That's the point that he put out after he, after he got sacked or whatever it was, when he said, you know, it was hard for me to take what the fans were saying and they were calling me cabbage head and things like that. That actually yeah. kind of got me... That kind of got me a bit sad. I kind of felt a little bit bad for him. I, I felt sorry for the cabbages. Eight million pounds payoff and he's complaining <laughs> about being called a cabbage head. I mean, come on, it's actually uh, the worst <laughs> thing in the world, is it? Let's be honest. I feel sorry for the cabbages. <laughs> I mean, I like Steve Bruce as a man. He's a, he is a genuinely nice chap. But he's a crap manager and he was way out of his depth. Yeah. No, I'm not being funny. Yeah. He must have known he's way out of his depth. He could have walked yeah, away. He, did, yeah. he could have said, you know, hands up. I'm not good enough. I know what, you know, I, I'm just, it's just not working. I'll walk away. This is the club I support. I'll do the right thing for the club. But instead, he hung on and hung on because he wanted the money. Let's be honest. So, no, I don't have any sympathy. What is you? Everyone would well, do yeah, it. The same boat. Yeah, of course I'm not blaming him. I, like I said, I like the guy. But I'm just saying, I've got no sympathy for him when he's moaning about being called names when he chose to stay there because he wanted them, you know, he chose the, the money over... He, he chose to take the abuse to get them... It's hardly the worst thing, anyway, being called cabbage head, is it? I bet he's white. You lot call me worse than that every time, you know, when, when, we're, when, we're, when we're sorting things out at the start. I, I, yeah, but you deserve it. Yeah, but we, we, we I mean, tell me, tell me he wasn't called worse than that in the, you know, in the dressing room before when he was playing for Man United as a player on, and Norwich yeah. and Gillingham. You know, they got far worse. I bet his wife calls him work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I just think he's just playing for sympathy to, to take, you know, to take away from the fact that he was a failure. Yeah, he, he wasn't good enough, was he? Uh, and that, that's the bottom line. He wasn't good enough to manage Newcastle. But in the situation they were in with Ashley, it was a bit of a mishmash anyway. It was a uh, not a good state of affairs, and he took over. He tried his best, never worked out for him. Move on, you know that we move on and let him have his eight million and get on so with his If the rumours are true, the new Saudi um, owners are offering Dembele twelve point six million a year to come and sign for them. That's a lot of money. I don't know how much that is, to be honest. Well, consider Messi was on fifty odd million a year. When he was at Barcelona, it doesn't sound that that much, you know. Twelve point six million is probably about. Griezmann was on over. What was he on? Eight hundred thousand a week. Eight hundred thousand. Yeah, he was. Yeah, eight hundred thousand so, a week. Yeah, so he would have been on forty odd million a year. Twelve point six doesn't sound like a lot. In fact, it might even be a pay cut for him because he's at Barcelona. <laughs> I think you mean that well, one, Usman Dembele. Yeah, so he's a Barcelona player. 
He's well, always injured. Think... Why would you offer? I'm not convinced on that one. Why would you offer for a player who can't speak <laughs> they... and it's got attitude problems and because they need players. They need they need players to like start all rolling. I mean, once one comes, that all come. You know, just need That's to get better. Enough, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. But you don't go for him then. You go for the good one, don't you? I think it's also he's a name as well, you know. That he's, uh, yeah, I was just going to say that he's a name. You know, I mean, regardless, he's still a name. You're right, though. He's always got, he's got weird, dodgy hamstrings. He's never playing football. Never. Because he doesn't train properly. Yeah. Um, also They've got a name? big uphill task, really, haven't they? You, how long, Billy, that's interesting you say that. How long do you think it will take for them to become Premiership challengers? Eight to ten years minimum. Yeah. No Eight to ten years minimum. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Right. Rob, they might even go down this season, for God's sake. So, you know. Rob? I, I just think that they've got to get the foundations in right now. You know, they can't be pissing money up the wall with, you know, these Hollywood signings that are no good and they're signing them just for names. So in terms of a time frame, I I'm not sure, you know. Um, I didn't I didn't think it would have been as long as 8 to 10, but I think you guys would know a bit better than me. So it, maybe it could potentially take Four that years. long, but I don't, I don't think it would be a short term. I don't think within a couple of years they'd be up there. I reckon three years max. Max no, no, three years. as much as them, remember? Do you know how much money they have? Man, you know, it doesn't matter how much money the owners have. The FFP yeah, is going to sort spend that out. Yeah. <laughs> they can't spend they, it. What difference does it make? They can spend two, three hundred million now without having to comply with FFP. Yeah, well, so, that's not going to buy much when you consider that, like, you know, Harry Maguire costs 80 million. True. Yeah, but then you've also got like four like, players like, like, at most, uh, and they need. But, 21 because they've not got a decent player in their squad. That is fascinating that you guys think it's going to be 10 years before they get up there. I mean, that you've is... You've got to remember, you've got Man City who are going to be spending huge sums still. They've got to catch right, yeah. them. They've got to catch Liverpool who are still going to be spending decent money. They've got to catch Man United who are still going to be spending lots of money. And, you know, Chelsea are still going to have huge... In, you know, And then the Spurs have got a decent infrastructure. You've got Oh, there's, there's a long way for them Last, to go. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, a long, long way. Long, I long way. Brighton. I don't think we're going to be spending much money any t uh, in the next... After clock goes, I don't think there's going to be much spending going on. I just think that it's going to be... I think you're going to get the um, Liverpool uh, being a different Liverpool when clock goes. Mm, I still think... I really believe that. They'll spend on the right players. I just think that we've got... I mean, I know I don't want to make this about Liverpool again, but I just think that once Klopp goes, you've got Edwards going, it's going to be have to be a massive regeneration because that's two pillars of the club's success going. And you, The thing is, Evan, you, you've got a really good foundation at the moment. You've got young players coming through the likes of Curtis Jones. You've got a little lad who's injured. Gordon. Elliot. Elliot, Elliot. You've got players like that. You've got other young lads who are coming through. You've got a real basis. Newcastle have got nothing. 
They've got absolutely no foundation whatsoever, and that's going to take time. Well, Phil, I appreciate what you're saying, but yeah, you've got to I understand really how vital, paramount, crucial Klopp is to our success. Yeah, and when you lose it... That's not going oh, to be yeah. Castle with the league, though, is it? It doesn't no, matter. But, yeah. They're still going <laughs> yeah. to be behind Man City. But I still I'm, I'm don't not, think it's going to take remember, 10 years for them to challenge. How long did it take Man City? It took about five years for them to challenge. Two, and they didn't have years. it. They didn't have it. No, it didn't. It took more than two years. Yeah, it did. Google they'd that. Already, they were spending heavily on no. this, you know, Watry, you're forgetting. I'm talking they were about already oh, investing big money. I'm not talking about winning. It's a um, totally different thing. They were starting at a much higher level than Newcastle are. They weren't a relegation battling team when he, you know, when they, Abu Dhabi came in. I I just don't think it's going to take 10 years. I just think that they're going to be... Um, it's three years and nine months after he came um, uh, that they won the title. Um, You've got to remember as well that they're in Newcastle. Players don't want to go to Newcastle. Yeah. Even yeah, with yeah, Keegan, right. when they were... When they were, you know, the great entertainers and that, and players supposedly wanted to go there, they couldn't, you know, they really struggled to get the big names to go there. Yeah. I mean, Esprit, yeah. where did he think he was going? Manchester, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it because of the area? Yeah, the area is out, out in the middle, you know, it's like nowhere. It's like it's some beautiful area, you know, there's some beautiful uh, scenery around there and that, but it's. Nowhere, you know what I mean. There's no nothing. You know? It's like it's like going going to Ears Rock, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just throw money at football and expect it to work. There's got to be an infrastructure. There's got to be a base. Understood. Understood. Throw, throw money at all these good players, getting four or five world class players in. He's not going to make them. A good side. I just like don't think it's going to be eight or ten years. I just till they challenge. I just think that just from the for the richest club in world football for them to challenge in eight years' time. I just don't think that they bought the club for that. Yeah, they're going to find it a lot harder than they think. Yeah, they still got to catch. You know, they've got to catch up with the teams already up there who are still going to be investing, and they've got so a long the- way to go. So why didn't they buy a different club? If they, if they've got geographical um, constraints and they've got um, why wouldn't they why wouldn't they buy a ready-made club? I don't get it. Why didn't they buy a Spurs or a Arsenal or a Liverpool or a, or they tried getting United? I think. Why didn't they, they go for one of them? They asked for all of them. Um, what's the name? Stavlis tried to buy Liverpool a number of times. Remember? That was under DIC, right? No, that was well, understood. No, that's but... one of the times. She's tried right. a few times. She's. This is something you know. You've got to be. You've got to say which club was up for sale. Which club could we buy before you can buy it? You can't just say, "Well, why didn't they buy somebody else?" Well, Joe Lewis is a multi-billionaire himself. He doesn't want to sell Spurs. Why would he? Right, right. And then, of course, the Cronkies are, have got plenty of money themselves. Yeah. Well, folks are worth as much as Saudi Arabia, you know, as these as this um, piff of. They're, they're worth pro- roughly the same amount as them. Foson, who own Wolves. Why didn't they buy a bigger club? You know, a club already made. Because, they could, you know, there just isn't the options out there. 
why wouldn't they, they go out and try a London club like West Ham? And they they got the they got London then. So the uh, what's his name? The, the golden. It would have cost them a lot more, and they went. You know what? What are you going to do with them? You haven't even got your own stadium. Fair enough. Um, Plus, I don't think right. they can sell, can they? At the moment, the uh, West Ham aren't they? Uh, don't they have to wait another year or two before they can sell up? Because of the stadium, you know, the buying. Yeah. I think stadium. it's next season. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just would have gone for a London club then. Um, so you're, you're then paying London prices as well. Yeah, but then um, West Ham was going for and you've not, got the, you've not got the fan base that Newcastle yeah, have being right. the one club city. Yeah, but the thing is, I just don't see why would they go for something like maybe they just wanted optics and yeah, it's um, not about winning. You know, it's not about it. They can spend what they you know the money's irrelevant to them. So yeah, it's nothing, is it? It's just it's it's money that they've got in their pockets that they. They're just spending for the for fun. Right, so, yeah, it's a plaything. Yeah, bit of sports washing and a plaything. You know, doesn't really matter to them who they buy. In fact, buying a team like Newcastle that uh, you know that have got low expectations and have never virtually ever won anything is even better because you know you if you do actually win anything, you've made yourself a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little. What's interesting? Let's have a little little game. Let's see uh, who do you think will go to Newcastle in the in the near future. Somebody said, Rob. Did you say that? Uh, who said about Ox going to Newcastle? Was I think we mentioned that last week. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good shout. Um, obviously, because of his girlfriend and everything being from the northeast. I mean, that'd be a really really good uh, move. Bill, any? You think they? Who would they buy? I think Rob made a great point before about Raheem Sterling. I think he'd be yeah. perfect for them. He's a big name. He's England centre forward along with Harry Kane. He's, he's always getting his game. He's, he is a good footballer. Whatever you think about him, he's, he's got a good reputation. I'm not saying off the pitch, but on the pitch. And he's the type of player that they should be looking at. And That's a really good a few, Yeah, that was Rob's shout out, and it? it was one of the best shots I've heard in football. Well, I mean, you've got to look at what they need. They need a midfield and a defence, first and foremost, and a keeper. And a forward line. <laughs> they've, um, they've... No, they've, got, they've got two decent forwards in uh, St. Maximan and Callum. Oh, I, like, I like Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. He, yeah. he's... A, he's Scores goals. He play. He holds the ball up. He's strong. He's quick. Can't really argue with him, can you? You know, as a no. He just needs to stay fit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They I was thinking what? about all all the players from Europe that aren't really playing much at the moment that have big names. Coutinho. Someone like Coutinho. Yeah. Coutinho. Like, there you go. He's got to be the one, and he's Sterling Coutinho. Um, Van der Beek. Yeah, players <laughs> like that. That's well, that's the ones they're going to have to look at. Seriously, that is the, yeah. the, the way the way they're going to have to do it to start with is pick off the ones that can't get it in the team. Probably a few from PSG that you know can't get a game Ginny at the moment. Nalgem, maybe he could make a return. <laughs> Though the fans will yeah. be keen on that because they don't like him. Ex Newcastle, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
where he was terrible wow. for him, like he was for us for large periods. But we just forget it at Liverpool because he because he played well in a couple of games, and they happened to be big <laughs> games, you know that you know that led to trophies. And it's you forget things then, don't you? When you remember, you know, you just remember the trophies. Yeah. Moving on to uh, the last game of match day eight is Arsenal two, Crystal Palace two. How Arsenal got a result out of that, I don't know. But then again, it, yeah, guys, you, who, who saw it? Rob, Bill, Chris? No, I, I didn't see it, but I, I was shattered that they scored that equaliser because last week my prediction, I'm pretty sure, was Crystal Palace 2-1. So yeah, you did. I yeah, hit that you one. got that one. Yeah, bang on yeah. if it wasn't for Lacazette scoring in the last minute. Yeah. Mate, you weren't, you weren't as shattered as uh, poor old Vieira. Did you see him when they, when they equalised? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was delighted. I had five pounds on it. Two old draws. And I cut it off in the minute. I had five pounds on two old draw. Good old boy. A good old Got 85 boy. quid. For, yeah, five pounds on the draw. Rams are on you tonight, then. Yeah, absolutely, they are. How much did you win, Bill? 85 quid, I won. Good for you, pal. Good for you. Yes, 16 to 1. It was good. And, uh, oh, I watched the game. Can't really think they're better. But, Arsenal stands off really well. They played some really decent stuff. Aubameyang got his goal. But then it was all... Palace, Palace were the better side in the second half by far, and in the end, they got an equaliser in the dying uh, seconds of the game. But it was a, quite an entertaining game, I thought. Really good game. Kristen, did you watch it? No, no, I didn't watch it. I missed it. You know what I would found fascinating was. That Arsenal celebrating that draw like they'd won the World Cup, I'd be super embarrassed if I'd be I'd be in, uh, embracing each other like that. They're just this is this is the mentality that for me this is that that kind of small club mentality that Arsenal have got now, right? And they're celebrating draws with Palace, and I understand it was a last minute goal, etc. There's lots of excitement about it and relief, but. This is Arsenal Football Club. Ten years ago, this club was a, me- a behemoth in world football. You know? Um, and look what it's... I just really, really feel sorry for the Arsenal fans because their club has become... It, it, was a, it was a warrior and it's now become a, like... It's meek and impotent. Mm. You know, and it's yeah. just... And I just feel I, 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 my heart goes out to them because, it, all right, you, with the benefit of hindsight, you can say they didn't replace um, Wenger. They didn't have a plan in place to replace him and administratively, etc. They've done everything you could do. If you could just write on a list what to do wrong at a football club, ask them have done it. And they've done it really well. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it just will take now something to rip up the the uh, the blueprint and just start again. And if it takes five years, it takes five years. They've just got to do it. Yeah, uh, 
The young got over Bangor even after he just they were a great club when he was in charge. And I know he went downhill and he was making bad decisions, but they, they haven't replaced him and with anyone near good enough, have they? And they're a bit of a shambles at the moment. They're winning three 0 tonight, just to point that out for you. But oh, God, <laughs> shockingly bad rather than Arsenal are any good. Arsenal haven't yeah, been good at all. They haven't yeah, been but good. He's doing what Ole does. He's just doing enough to keep him to a job. He wins one, loses one, draws one. Wins one, loses one, draws one kind of thing, you know? So Honestly, yeah, yeah. this hasn't been a good performance, though. No, it's not like I'm sat, I'll be sat here watching it thinking Arsenal being good. Villa have just been the worst I've ever seen. They're terrible. You were saying about Watford earlier, Bill. Trust me, Villa are yeah. worse. They've just... Oh, nice. I mean, one of the goals, Mings put it in for them and that, you know, it's just, oh, they're terrible. Money oh, for Aaron Mings. <laughs> yeah, poor old Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, should we move on to the talking points? Come on, mate. Are we going to cool. do the um, predictions first, quick? Okay, mate, yeah, let's do that, yeah. Because Arsenal Villa, Billy hasn't got his chance to get one in. The others have all done it, so we'll have to cancel that one because obviously it's nearly finished and they're 3-0 up. So Billy's got a bit of an advantage. The other two went for Villa to win. (laughs) Yeah, the other two went for Villa to win. So, yeah, we'll just leave that one out. We'll just go straight on to... uh, I was half asleep for that one, so I actually meant Arsenal 3-0. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Should we go on to Chelsea Norwich then? Speak of the 3 0, because that's what both Deeps and Rob have gone for is 3 0 to Chelsea. So what do you want, Bill? Chelsea Norwich? 2 0, Chelsea. Then it's Palace Newcastle. Hey, wait, I haven't had my go yet. Oh, are you going to enter, are you now? You're doing yeah, your predictions. Yeah, oh. We're getting a fourth one in then. Oh, I'll have to... I won't be coming last. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's going to be one all, Chelsea Norwich. Oh. Okay. Palace Newcastle. Go on, Abed. I think it's going to be 2-0 to Palace. Uh, to 2-1 to Newcastle, sorry. Oh, sorry, 2-1 to Palace. 2-1 to Palace. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just make up your mind. Two one to Palace, right, Billy? One nil Palace. One nil Palace, and the other two have both gone for draws. Deeps has gone two two Palace, and, got, and Rob's gone one one. So Everton Watford. Everton Watford. Everton Watford nil. Have you got Richarlison back this weekend? I'm not sure. He's on borderline, but he might play, might not. He's, he's one, in one. training, but whether he'll play, I'm not sure. I'm going 1-1. One, one. Deeps went the same as you, and Rob, you went 2-1, didn't you, to Everton? 2-1 Everton, yep. So Rob's already given me his in case he didn't make it, in case he wasn't able to get up this morning. All right. <laughs> so, so he handed me the predictions before he went to sleep, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds Wolves now. Leeds Wolves, go on, go on, Um, what about Southampton? Oh, sorry, Leeds Wolves. Um, Leeds Wolves, Leeds versus Wolves. Oh, two two. Two two, right? 
and Billy. Oh, uh, nil two. Nil two. Wolves to win two nil. Yeah. And Deeps has gone three three, and Rob went one nil to Wolves. I don't know why I'm saying yours. You could tell. You could tell us, can't you, Rob? I've just realised. Sorry, mate. You tell. Yeah. You could say your own in future. You're right. Southampton Burnley. Oh, um, two one to Southampton. Two one, yeah, and Billy. Oh, one all. Score draw. Uh, Rob, do you want to say what you got? What you went for? I've got Southampton two, Burnley nil. Yeah, and Deeps has gone two one, the same as you, Albert. Cool. Nice. Brighton Man City next. Two two. Oh, two two. And Billy. I'm going for a one all draw. One all draw. Thanks, City. You're getting away with murder at the moment. He might just come up against it. He's the bright side that might just pull off a little shock. Mm. Rob? I've gone Brighton nil, Man City 2. Yeah, and Deeps has gone Brighton 1, Man City 2. So. Right. Brentford versus Leicester next. 2-2 two, two again. Two, two, right. And Billy? Is it Leicester Brentford? Yeah, Brentford, Brentford versus Leicester. So oh. Brentford. Right, I'm going for no one. I'm going for Leicester to get results there. Okay. Rob, you gonna say what you got? Brentford one, Leicester one. Yeah, and Deeps went two two. West Ham Spurs is next. Oh sorry. Abbott, go on. Oh, put me on the spot now. Um, 2-1 West Ham. 2-1 West Ham. Right. And Billy? I'm going for a one-all London draw there because a bit tired due to the the games midweek and so I'm going for a one-all draw. Didn't Spurs put out a completely different side? Yeah, they did. They did, but West Ham I think are a better Decide, but he might be a bit tired after the exploits. Ah, right, I see. Rob, I've gone West Ham two, Tottenham one. Yeah. And Deeps went for Spurs to win three two. So, so now it's the big Ooh. game of the weekend. Yeah, isn't Imagine it just Liverpool? I've already given me prediction here three one to yeah, Liverpool. That's who you did. Abid? 3-0 Liverpool. Oh, and Rob? I've gone 3-1 Liverpool as well. Yeah. And Deeps went 3-2 Man United. He said it'll be a last-minute dodgy penalty for United converted by Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> All right, guys. So we... Um... Now we do the talking points. Now I've got that written down. Nice one. All right. Um, let's talk about this. I mean, in no particular order. Um, Steve Bruce getting sacked and Fonseca being the favourite. We as we've done the Steve Bruce um, post mortem. Should we talk? Does anybody know anything about Fonseca? Uh, uh, apart from the fact that he nearly got the Spurs job. He nearly got the Everton job as well. 
Mm. Oh, that's right, yeah. He was he was on the shortlist for Everton, Paul from City. Yeah, he seems to always be on the shortlist, but never actually getting the jobs. So. That's right, Swiss. He does. He doesn't play. He obviously doesn't play that defensive style of football because that's why um, Paratici didn't want him. Yeah, that's why he didn't get yeah. the job. He's got a bit of a good, a bit of a reputation, like, for being a good manager, but uh, I'm not sure he'll fit Newcastle. Just my opinion. I think he might be looking for a bit of a bigger name. I know he's quite a big name, but. I think they might be looking for someone outstanding. Whether they I, get them or not, I don't know. I agree with you, Bill. I think they're looking at a lot more glamorous appointment. Yeah, I'd think so. Because it just goes with their image. They want to be on the map. Yeah, they do, yeah. They do. Yeah, I, 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 again, that's going to take about a year or so, I think, to get. Um, they're gonna, Like I said earlier, I think they're going to get those, get the start of the ball rolling, and then when people see the money, that these exceptional amount of money that these guys are earning, I think that's when they'll start going down there. Because if you play there for about a year or two, you're going to be set up for generations, not just a lot, uh, not just your lifetime. You're, you're like you're your family's generation, you know. Yeah, you could say yeah. that about the Chinese league, but how many players actually went there? Even though they could have earned like three times what they were earning anywhere else. Yeah, but this is. But this is the Premiership. It's still the best league in the world. You're not just. You're not. Maybe you're not going to London or whatever, or Manchester or whatever it is. But you're still. You're not in the middle of nowhere. You're still in. You're in England. And you're playing in the Premiership. So I still think you'll find players going there, uh, for sure. Good players as well. Yeah, but I just I don't mean, think it'll be as easy as you see. You seem to think it is. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I, I I just know people. Most people get turned on by money and yeah, but I think they're not going to get that you know Newcastle aren't going to pay them £700,000 a week if they can no, you know, but... somebody else is only offering them 200000 why would they do that even if they no, no but if you because you need to get people there so if you're offering somebody three hundred grand a week they'll go regardless of like alright you ain't going to get your top tier players going the best in the world but Maybe they come later, but you're still going to get a good standard of player. Like like you guys said, um, say if they go out and buy, I don't know, Sterling, Ox, and um, uh, who's the other one you mentioned, Rob? Um, Sterling, Coutinho. Ox. Coutinho. Say they go out and buy them in January. That'll get you out of the pre- that'll get you out of the relegation zone, right? And then you can build in the summer. And those three players aren't a bad um, uh, base to build on. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think that once players see that other players are going there, it's just going to be easier. And obviously the the, the fortunes that are going to be making. So if they're only making... See, some of these players, like as I said at the initial, initially, they're not going to be going... They're not going to be targeting the elite-level players because so they're not going to come there. But once you start getting that base of mid-level player, like you guys, again, Sterling, Ox, or even if they, if they go Coutinho then you know it's going to be more, more alluring because there's going to be a kind of an infrastructure there with players and there's a base of foundation of decent players. Yeah, but that's got to start with the manager, hasn't it? I think they've got to get the manager back first. If they're going anywhere, you've got to get a decent manager in. Someone who's going to build the club. Yeah. It does need a full rebuild, doesn't it? You know, yeah, really but that's the, 
that's the director of football, right? They've got to get that right. They've been talking about that, you know, getting the infrastructure. Yeah. Like Rob said, they've been talking about getting the right people in and the right jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's them stopping them getting Michael Edwards? Paying him a King's ransom and getting Michael Edwards in the Liverpool uh, 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 um, scout. I mean, sorry, not the scout. What's his role? <laughs> Why would they want him if they don't even know what his role is? No, I don't know what his role is. They'll no, know but what that's his what I'm saying. How would they? What makes you think they'd want someone that you know that is so good at his job that you've got no idea what he actually does? Yeah, but that's just me. They're not done. <laughs> good point. That's good a fair point. Good point. Yeah, you got a point there. I'll let you off. So, um, <laughs> but they yeah, want but, the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I would do. I would just, it's not as if they, have a, they can't pay um, people a good wage. He's on a million or whatever it is at Liverpool, double his wages, get the best people in and the best job and get that infrastructure right and get that, instead of challenging in 10 years, get them challenging in five years. Yeah, I can see, I can see it, logic, can't I? I can see that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's. Yeah, but that's uh, saying that they'd want to go to Newcastle, they'd fancy the job. It's not as you know, like saying it's not as easy as you seem to think. No, but what I'm saying is, is that like I, I hear your point. You, 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 people are going to more players are going to go to. He's already at a top club that's winning trophies. Why would he want to move to a club that's nowhere near winning a trophy? Who's that? Michael Edwards. Uh, and because... all these, and all the top ones are in a similar position. That's why Everton yeah, but... ended up with Brands, and they were in a better yeah, position what... than Newcastle are when what... they were looking. What... Why does Edwards want to leave then? If he's at a top club and earning good money and earning and, and making, he's, he's finished, isn't he? He doesn't want to do this anymore because it's not. It's like I say, it's a hard job to do working in football. I didn't realise he wanted out. I just thought he wanted a new, a new scene, a new change of scenery or something. But I didn't realise he wanted. No, I, I thought it was, he was. I thought he'd had enough, hadn't he? I thought that was what it was. About. I'd be more than happy to swap jobs with him if he wanted. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think. Yeah. But these people have got more than enough. You know, they've got more money than they can ever spend. So they don't need well, the Michael money. Michael Edwards has got yeah. more money than he can. Have. No, I don't doubt that, that, that. He's only He's a millionaire. He was what? You don't think he came here with money? I don't. I don't think he's on. I think he can do a lot better. At, You're um, saying at, a million think, a year, but you're forgetting about the bonuses. What about the taxes? He's on forty percent tax as well. So yeah, but so I, I just well, shows everyone at that. You know, once you get above the thing is with thing is with people in football, life is all about money or power. One of the two. If you like, Messi is not going to pay play for a thousand pound a week. He doesn't need the money, but it's his, it's his big thing is to get to be the highest paid player on the planet. And the same goes with all jobs, by the way. Yeah. If, you, if you, you either go for power or money, that's the only thing that, that these people go for. And if you can get higher higher wage, it's, it's about your reputation and, and that's why they go for it. And people will go for money. And then, you know, if you're up with a better, better deal, the moment's around, but your money you've got, you're going to take the highest bidder. 
Yeah. It depends on what position you're in. If you said to Messi, you know, come to Newcastle, he's not going to go to Newcastle no matter how much money they offer him. Yeah, but that's exception to the rule. That's that, those are exceptions. I don't no, it's, see it's most of these players because they're already at clubs where they, they you know, they've, they've yeah. already got the yeah. cachet of being at a better yeah. club yeah. already. That's yeah. that's just yeah. as important. That's what I'm saying. It's not like it's not just yeah. money. There's a lot more to it. No, it's not. It's not just money, but money is an overriding factor in a lot of jobs, whether you be in construction or in. A lawyer, you want to be the highest paid because it's power and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And winning things, of course, with, fo- with football, it's about winning things as well. But they always want the money. Uh, yeah, you're no one right. goes from a club and says, listen, I'm going to drop my wages here, so I can play for you. Just doesn't matter. I just don't think, going back to the original point, but you're right, Billy, I'm not, not, I'm not whitewashing what you're saying. I just think that we're going to go back to a second. I just think Michael Edwards is not finished in football at 41 years of age. I just think that he's got, he just wants another project. And coming back to what you're saying, Billy, guys, I don't think that Newcastle are going to get, don't get me wrong, I don't think the money's going to attract that A-list, that A-sphere of football player at the moment. Not even the the B-list, not even the B-list. But they can, they can, they, they they can desire the C and D list and get them maybe, you know. Continue. But that's why I'm saying ten years, eight to yeah. ten years, yeah. because they've got to start from the bottom. They've got to get the A, the, the D's and the E's, yeah, and the C's, and then go up to the B's and the A's, yeah. and, that, and and it's going to take years. Yeah, but the thing is, the money on offer is is seductive. Like for example. Coutinho for the money because he's on a lot of money at the moment. He may go for the project. He might want to just play football because he's there's not much on offer at the moment for him. Probably right. Again, yeah. it, the Ox. I'm mean, this is all speculation, guys. Right? Obviously, right? The Ox. He goes. Oh, sure, sure. He goes for family reasons, right? So it's not just money. They may get a situation where people go to them for. Uh, Reasons that are not money. The money is enticing. You're right. obviously it's, it's alluring, but it may not like Ox will go for family reasons. Maybe, right? Sterling may want to just Sterling may just be a mercenary. He thinks, sod it. You know what? I've won what I've won in football. I'm happy. I just want to go for the money. So there's all different types of reasonings why people join football clubs. You know. So I, this is why I don't think that they're going to be a ten year wait for them to challenge. But you know what Tris said before, which is very, very pertinent. Who wants to go to Newcastle if you're a family, right? You can see the allure of London, you know. You can, you know, I think Liverpool never, over the years, have had a problem getting mm. the top, top players because it's northwest. Manchester is a bigger city. It's more of a renowned city in financial terms. And, but London is the big draw for all the top players, the wives and the families, the better education, the better schools. And it might be hard getting them up to a cold, uh, dour Newcastle. It's a room that, I think it's a fantastic city. It's, down, it's a bit down at the moment because of the financial picture within the northeast. And I don't think it's going to be easy to just tell your wife, oh yeah, we're picking up sticks and we're moving from uh, from Madrid and we're going to move to Newcastle. 
I agree. I don't think it's, I don't I, think it creates a law. I agree. The caveat to that, Billy, is this is why they need to get a person like, say, Michael Edwards in, who can get the younger guys who will move to, uh, the younger guys who will move to Newcastle, who aren't bothered about necessarily where they go. They just want a, a, a bit of money. You know, this is what I'm talking about. So it's going to take all level players to go there to make them challenge. I just don't think they're 10 years away. I think they're sooner because if they get the infrastructure right, I think it'll be a lot sooner. Yeah, you know, as I say, it's all speculation. I just think it's going to take a lot longer than people think. That's my point. Guys, let's move on to the Benzema court case. Rob, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm just listening. Do you know anything about this, Tristan, uh, Bill? I've well, heard about it, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a I was going to say, it's the Matthew Valbuena. He he took his phone into a shop to be um, repaired or have files transferred, something like that. I forget which. Now he got gone. I think he got a new phone and he took his phone into a shop. And they, when they were transferring the files over, they found um, a sex tape on there. And obviously, he's a married man or got a girlfriend, whichever, you know, he's with someone anyway, and it wasn't with his partner at the time. So this, they passed on the sex tape to others who black, who tried to blackmail him. The guy, you know, the guy from the shop passed. So is, it, is someone Benzema knew, because he's a bit of a, you know, he's a bit of a, he still hangs around with the wrong type of people. A gangster, yeah. Yeah, he thinks he's a gangster, but, he, you know, he just yeah. hangs around with them. But yeah, anyway, so he's still he's still hanging around with those kind of people, and he's he's gone to him and said basically him and his mate is whoever this other guy was, I forget his name now, but they went to um, Valbuena and said you should pay up or we're gonna have to get you know these you don't know how dangerous these people are, pay them the money or else basically, and you know it's like is he threatening them or is he just he Benzema's claiming he was just trying to warn you know don't mess around because you're getting you know these people are dangerous but like obviously the the uh, police and Valbuena seen it as he's threatening Valbuena to pay up the money or else you know what I mean it's like depends on your interpretation yeah. but it definitely does come across when you read what he said it definitely comes across as he's threatening Valbuena to pay the money it's or else. It's been going on for over five years now, this case, isn't it? A lot longer than that, isn't it? And I mean, he was out, of, he was out of the French team for, for for about five years over it. Yeah, yeah. And then they've okay. recalled him, which seems a bit... You know, it seems a bit out of order to me. I know he's been playing well, but still, you know, have a bit of morals, like. The court yeah, case yeah. hasn't no, been decided yeah. yet. But yeah, it's... Yeah. And it's not like it's the only thing he's done in his in his time, you know. There's there's a lengthy no. list of think problems he's caused, Benzema. He's got found with guns and his uh, thing, and the police with the guns as well. You know, there's, a, there's a huge yeah. list of them, Bill. Honestly, he's he's been problems all yeah. along. He's yeah. hanging around with drug dealers, and you know he's. Yeah, he's still working, Yeah, he's. He's just getting himself in, you know. He's he's still doing it now. And this is the thing. He's yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, whether he gets found guilty or not, and if so, what you know, what what kind of punishment are they going to give him? Because it could be a it could be a jail sentence. It's actually a jail term term. Yeah, love to be a jail term if you're found guilty. Yeah. 
It is, it is a difficult because you can see what he's saying is he was just trying to, you know, he's just trying to warn him, like, as a friendly warning rather than... You can see he how it could be that. But it definitely, yeah. you know, the way he said that, you know, that we'll have to get the sharks on him or something like that was what he actually said. You know, him and his mate said. Yeah. You know, things like that. It's, 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 yeah, it's difficult to to believe him, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Rob, you got anything to say? Sounds like a uh, real piece of work, Benzema. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Shouldn't be doing that stuff in the first place, and you know, I'm I'm a bit of a bit of a believer in the whole. You are who you hang around, so. Yeah. Just. Oh, don't say that, Rob. I've been hanging around with Abid for years now. Oh, that's it. I'm going to go throw myself out off the top of this building in a minute. You just bounce um, back up, mate. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems a bit. The situation seems a bit crazy, to be honest. It's a bit, it's a bit ludicrous. Um, it's, it, it's not as ludicrous as the Ugandan national coach, to be fair, though. He's been found guilty of two sec two counts of sexual assault in South Africa. He's been found guilty of, and yet Uganda has said, "No, you carry on with your job, mate. Don't you worry about it." Yeah, uh, unbelievable. I think obviously there's different interpretations of what sexual assault is in some in some countries than there are in others. I don't think um, the woke brigade have reached Uganda yet. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> clearly not <laughs> yeah um, it really doesn't send out a, a, it sends out a distasteful message doesn't it really and you've been found it's not as if you're suspected of it you've actually been found guilty of it and yeah. you still keep your job that's um, that's actually worrying mm. yeah yeah I mean he's appealing um, but you know you could suspend him till, it's, till the appeal's here couldn't you Exactly, exactly. Not um, not a good uh, light for the Ugandan uh, EPS, uh, Football Association. Um, England being banned, talking about football associations, England being banned for one game after the uh, crowd trouble at the Euro final championships. 100,000 And a second game suspended. Behind closed doors, not banned, by the way. If if they get if they get trouble again, that's a suspension. So it's one yeah. game behind closed doors, and that'll be a friendly probably. Yeah, no doubt they'll arrange one just to make sure it is. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was absolutely ridiculous. Before I said, before I said, before you go on, do you also got to remember that this isn't just for what the, the scenes outside. This is for stuff getting thrown on the pitch during the match and. Pitch invasion. This isn't just one per you know, this isn't just what went on outside. This is for what went on inside as well was just as bad. Insanity. See, we're all on our ivory towers to tell another FAs about what they should do when all these troubles with these French clubs has been lately. And we're just as bad as the lot, aren't we? Really. Good point, Billy, good point. And what about I mean, I'm not was there anything been has there been anything um, done about the uh, invasion? Well, not the invasion. The uh, you know what happened with the, uh, when Liverpool Man United that game got um, cancelled, postponed. What happened? Did any was there any punishment um, melted out there? 
like yeah. literally dead otherwise, weren't they? Well, that's a bit of good news for the day. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate you. Well done, Rob. At least somebody's <laughs> come up with something good. Well done, mate. You've earned your, <laughs> you've earned your salary today. <laughs> <laughs> You're still going to have to go to work, though, to get it. Yeah. yeah. If you ain't going to get it from us. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it in the respective parts of the world? What time what is it? Got, what time you got, Rob? Uh, ten past eight. Morning, evening. Morning, Saturday morning. All right. Um, and ten past ten in a in proper proper land. Uh, and <laughs> in the real world, it's ten past ten. Uh, Taste <laughs> tea for you, Billy, tonight. What, mate? Toast and tea for you, cup of tea and toast today. Yeah, absolutely. And jam on the toast, yeah. <laughs> a bit, not, not a bit late, no? No, no. I like to have nightmares, keep me busy. All right, mate. He's living the life there, isn't he, eh? <laughs> Rockstar. Right, guys, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. I need to pee. Yeah, <laughs> me the same. Oh. Thanks very much, boys. Enjoy the I was going to say see you next Thursday, but it's Friday. Isn't it? Oh, it's Saturday. Yeah. Right? But yeah. Oh, see you next Thursday then, Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see you yeah. later. Good night, Thank boys. You. See you next Thursday. Bye, Basil and Stephen that are listening. <laughs> and anybody else. <laughs>